Baseball Howdy Podcast. And then what's all this then? Oh, Bill and Daniel go fit our pop culture owls, aren't we? Let's have we? some cheeky monkey. We're going to fit our pop culture owls, ain't we? I, I think we is. Do you see off the coast of the, the Dorset, you see them Nazis coming up the pathway oh. to Pepperidge Farms? <laughs> is that where uh, they're Be- No, there's Portobello Street. No, it's like fucking the dude fucks up the other guy at the beginning of this movie by painting over the sign. This week we are talking about the 1971 hits, oh. Bed Noms and Broomsticks, which even until like until the moment I hit play, I thought this was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Have you seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I have seen parts of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in my whole life. I always come... Those two movies, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Ben and Broomsticks are the same movie in my head. Because all I know, it's knockoff Mary Poppins shit. Mm. Where it's magical thing that flies with kids in it. And I didn't realize to linking up the stuff... Like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not even a Disney movie. Yeah. This is the Disney Disney branded knockoff of Mary Poppins. Also, I'm pretty sure the Che Che Bang Bang, the musical version of, or film version of it, was written by Ian Fleming and Roald Dahl. Like, oh, thanks, James Bond writer. Yeah. Well, that's a weird fucking yeah. Two of the biggest British writers of the mid 20th century, and no one seems to like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I like it all right. So you've seen it? Yeah. Why are we talking about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Because we got ben, because is that more interesting the, than Ben Nas and What Rooster? the fuck was with the obsession of British? Like people it was a weird back thing. in the sixties. I it's... think. Oh, well, I, I, I still think, especially it's... with Dick Van Dyke's terrible accent. <laughs> I think, I think that fascination got kicked off with Mary Poppins. His accents were worse than everyone, ours because Mary Poppins was a huge Disney hit, and everyone's like, "Oh, we could just do that." And so even Disney tried to do that with even Bread Nose and Broomsticks, and then someone else tried to do it. I guess I don't know who the fuck actually made Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but anyway, yeah, we're doing a Ben Nelson Broomsticks this week. Uh, this was suggested by listener Jonathan Mitchell slash Jerkface Killer, which is great because uh, at the end of the last episode we weren't quite sure what I was doing, so it was great to have an actual suggestion from a, a, a listener to say, "Hey, do this." Uh, we still have the uh, magical flute. Mm-hmm. That's a long time uh, listener suggestion, but we have to we have to find some time. Is there a version of the Magic Flute that was like known? I don't know. I Whoever, saw one on PBS way. Was back it Mirabai Nights? Yeah. If there's a specific yes, version is. of the Magic Flute that you want us to cover, uh, send us a link or something that we'll talk about it someday. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, so this week, because we were, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Uh, yeah, Trickface Killer on Twitter was like, "Hey guys, uh, you should do uh, Ben Nelson Broomsticks." And so, yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, 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 it's actually a good thing. I went into this movie thinking, oh my god, this is going to be bullshit. It's actually, what do you think about this movie? It's about a half an hour too long, but otherwise oh, yeah. it's all right. Yeah, and it's funny because it's only like 90 it's, minutes it's long. It's cute it's not enough. That, it's for a shitty... <laughs> for a shitty Mary Poppins knockoff that had no Disney involved, and Disney was the fucking magic that made the Disney company happen. Uh, it's actually surprisingly not terrible. Yeah, I was actually charmed. There's actually some bits in this that are actually an improvement on Mary Poppins. Yeah, not to say this, you know. I mean, wonderful, forgettable songs. <laughs> Which I guess most of the, the were mostly cut out out of the original version of this movie. Yeah. So there's not that many songs in this. And movie. one memorable song is from was supposed to be in. Uh, oh yeah, Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's not very good though. Yeah, that's why it got well it got cut. It goes on for a while. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it starts off. It starts off with the Bayou Tapestry. 
Yeah. Which is fucking cute as hell. I, I freaked out about this because uh, one of my, uh, I'm a freelance artist who sells a lot of pop culture prints, and one of my more successful prints is, uh, lately was, I did a whole history of Doctor Who in the style of the Bayou Tapestry, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that, uh, essentially Disney did that kind of trick with the beginning of Bed yeah, and Broomsticks. but did yours have Nazis suddenly in it? <laughs> no, and it didn't have a little, a little <laughs> Angela Lansbury on a broom going, Woo! But yeah, yeah, that was kind of like. And also, it's very surprising that that era of like tapestries, nobody could draw worth a shit. I, you know what? I have to admit, like part of the best every uh, every every drawing of people on tapestries back then <laughs> look like they're having a full body cramp. Everyone's arms are broken. They have four <laughs> elbows, and the perspective's all wrong. And everyone's got like fucking eight knees and yeah. shit like that. That's you know what? Everybody was... looks like they just pooped their pants. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, boy, even when happy, they look like they're screaming from a demon attacking them. Um, well, I, when I was doing the Doctor Who piece, one of the best parts was like learning to draw stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. they, and you can tell these Disney animators had to do the same thing in designing this uh, Bayou Tapestry thing. Oh, you think you think someday that, like, way in the distant future, like, I don't know, 400 years, yeah. however long ago these were made, somebody's going to do the same, like, opening to a film then, but it'll be in, like... It's going to look like bad Tumblr fan art or yeah, something? Yeah, it's going to look like bad Tumblr American-style anime. Oh, God. You know, the it's eyes like are... Deviant art with, The like, eyes the are big... a little bit too wide set apart, and they're kind of drooping off the face... <laughs> The it's hair is real chunkly, chunky. Yeah, there's going to be like professional big. artists who have to like assemble a shitload of reference art just to say, does this look shitty enough? Like, <laughs> are, are, are the are, are their mouths small enough and like off to I the side of their face enough that it looks like someone like like a t- like a 15 year old 1997 drew this? I am constantly amazed at how every like American draws anime wrong the same way. I don't know what it is. It's always the same mistakes. It's, it's weird. It's like something genetic almost yeah. because it's always like fat limbs. Like the face is always the like a neck weird trapezoid. The neck yeah. and But the eyes are so big and googly <laughs> and watery. Like, like it's like a cancer patient about to die. And the eyes, the, the, the pupils and irises don't fill the eye the way yeah, they should. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. pretty amazing. Um, so, so but Nazis! I love that we're quitting that to, like, fucking nuns and, like, fucking 1492, like, trying to make this fucking uh, tapestry. Oh, technically, I guess. When was it the bigger tapestry made? It was, like, it had to have been after... What was the when was the Battle of Hastings? It was like sixteen. Oh, anyway, yeah. welcome to my field of expertise. I just said this is about the fucking French attacking. Fucking, this is when the Anglo-Saxon shit got I, fucking but wiped you know out. J.R. Tolkien was super sad about what happened in the Bayou Tapestry. I do like when the opening credits of a movie tell me the entire plot of a movie. Really? I, you know what? I'm sitting there at the end just waiting. Well, I guess the Nazis are going to attack, and I guess it really is just going to be a bunch of suits like, of what armor. What were they thinking with this opening credit? Oh, no. It's the story of the movie. I mean, this the kind Nazis of movie, show up, it's invisible not... armor, yay hurrah, we win! Um... There's even the animals. The last thing you see in the opening credits is Angela Lansbury saying, yay, end credits. It actually yeah. has a tiny little version of the end credits. It's weird. Um, I mean, this kind of movie, you're not, like, watching for the plot. What? But especially your the other But with all its child. twists and turns. That's kind of cute, though. I like and its... And characters that show up for literally minutes at a time yeah. and then never show up again. <laughs> yeah, there's a little embroidered uh, Roddy McDowell going, Oh! <laughs> Which just super bummed me out because, well, that's one of the, in, in the credits it says copyright 1971, and that already gave me pause. 
because I knew like Walt Disney died in like 1967, I think. Mm. So this is a couple of years after Disney. So this must have been one of uh, the Disney Corporation's first big features also, without Disney supervision. We'll get so to, we'll talk about the movie soon. But eventually. also, I do wonder, like people, I feel like it was really soon to like be treating. World War Two, like the fluff that they treat it yeah. like in this Barely movie, twenty years and later, other yeah. kids' movies. Oh no, like like twenty five years. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. Well, especially these days where Nazi shit has become kind of like a weird. Well, because not to get political, but with rise of Trump and all the white supremacist shit going on in the United States right now, it seems extra weird just to have like yeah, Nazis show up in a specifically a children's movie. Even the Indiana Jones movies even are kind of like PG that. kind of action movies and stuff like that. Because I've seen even people these days go like, "Oh, that was crazy! They put Nazis in in a, in a children's flick." But this is very specifically a children's film, and yeah. the Nazis. Yeah, the Nazis are fucked up. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Uh, but yeah, they even, yeah, I love the fucking, yeah, the embroidered Nazis in the fucking opening credits of that video tapestry is ridiculous. Uh, but despite the uh, copyright notice where I was like, oh shit, this is post-Disney, I was like, yay, Roddy McDowell. I love Roddy McDowell. <laughs> yeah. Because he was a monkey. He's he's the he's the <laughs> actor that shows up in all the Planet he was in, movies. He was in Laser Blast. <sighs> was he in Laser Blast? He was in Laser Blast. <laughs> I must have fallen asleep during that part. <laughs> he was the doctor. Um, I was actually, uh, Roddy McDowell's two movies in 1971 was this and Escape from the Planet of the Apes, which is uh, my personal favorite Planet of the Apes Escape. Escape from the Apes. He plays Planet one monkey and uh, two other monkeys. They escape Apes. from the Planet of Apes. the Apes. <laughs> So I like that as soon as he had to take off his little fucking cleric's robes, he had to go put on a monkey mask and uh, dazzle uh, 1970s had him for a New day. York. Really? <laughs> Why is his character even in the movie? He gets third billion I, in the end credits. That's what I'm He only she shows up once at the beginning to just kind of look at a wall or something like. He kind of rides his bike, kind of shows up, looks around, and then disappears. And at the end, I'm almost kind of surprised he sh doesn't show up just in time to see the Nazis fighting the fucking ghost army. And his hat, I'm surprised his hat didn't, like, pop off and twirl around <laughs> and land back on his head or something like that. But anyway. But anyway. 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 Welcome to Scenic Mac Painting Village. <laughs> yeah. England, August in the year 1940. Again, a time for valor. A time of whispered events now faded with the passing years. I love little movies that have like little openings like this where they kind of <laughs> like they, they can't trust the movie to set its own tone. So they got well, it's a little bit of a storybook opening. Yeah, Empire of the Sun does the same thing, and I love that. Some old dudes painting over the <sighs> signpost. Oh yeah, which you could just pull down the signpost. Yeah, you, don't you have to paint just... over it because he's painting over it, and you can still see the words through the paint. Yeah, he's not I mean, doing that's a good job. Thing. And the dude's painting over the and, and there's only one village name on the post too, and he just yeah. have to be paid. paid. Well, I forget what the village name is, like Pepperpot Farms or something like Pepper that. Pepperidge Eye. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because some British, fat British officer drives off. I do like this exchange. Yeah. Couldn't say that. They told me to paint all the signs in case the Nazi come by. I'm not a Nazi. I'm a British officer. That's just what a Nazi would say, wouldn't it? That's a good point. And I think that part of the movie, I was like, okay, this might actually be kind of a cute little movie. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. So there's um, children at an evacuation center. Yeah, uh, it gets all fucking Narnia here. Yeah, they hear some singing outside, and it's a bunch of old World War One vets, I guess, walking yeah. through the streets. Do they? Are is just, this where they have their singing these, number? Do they say the, the kids or parents are dead? No, well, this happened or a lot. Is it just in... implied that they're dead. They don't specifically say I, that. The, Do you think they're the, actually implying that? I don't know. The inkling I got was that 
they just evacuated the kids from London because it was too dangerous to stay Which there. Which that's something that happened, yeah. Yeah, but they, I... later in the movie, they act like the kids don't got no parents. This is, this is true because that's a good point, actually. I never thought about so, that. Because at, the, that at, they, at they, the end, they do get the clearance just to st- stay with the murder she wrote, right? Yeah, they're like, fuck our parents. And definitely. What? Well, also, it is 1940. So it's just the beginning of the war, at least for yeah. Britain, I guess. Yeah. So I guess even if they do have parents, it is like assumed that they're just still gonna have to stay out in the country until the war blows over, which they didn't know back then. But that's still gonna be for another five years. Mm-hmm. But that's a good question, actually. Yeah, I'm full of good it. questions. Um, I'm assuming whoever the parents are, they must have talked like this. Hello, I go by Gopi. These kids suck. Yes, yes, they do. No, what are you talking about? The kids are the best. This is one of the, like I said, I was talking about this movie. You think Charlie is the best. Which one's Charlie? He's the oldest. I think Charlie fucking hilarious. Charlie is a piece <laughs> of shit and I want him to die. I love that when you first see them, they're just beating the shit out of each other with medieval fucking armor and shit like that. One of them's jumped up. So what so this is so the kids have been rounded up like in the well, castle there, museum. Yeah, there's a song of the soldiers of the old home guard yeah which is just them marching around throw away forget it it's a musical so they have to put some kind of shit the fat dude came to check on preparations of the old dude's town things going fine and then an obvious stunt woman angela lansbury (laughs) comes riding up on a motorcycle the imdb trivia and i didn't go back to double to watch it but what are you gonna yeah you're not gonna have angela lansbury on a fucking fart fart producing motorcycle spraying green green guy else i think that's gonna be more of a thing because they never explain why she's like laying down a a fucking trail of mustard gas when she's rolling to town. She but... eats weird stuff. <laughs> she just had fucking. It's the bangers and mash kick it in. She had to turn on her motorcycle to cover up the noise, <laughs> and she just. It turns out there's she not even blasted an engine. All there's the not even an town. engine and in the motorcycle. Like, oh heavens, that motorcycle smells! <laughs> and she's like, yes. That- Bitch, the motorcycle smell. She can fly even without the broomstick, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she got some digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, her gizzards be fucked. She got a package. Uh, yeah, it's obviously a broom. <laughs> I've never seen a package that's ever been more Not obviously since, a broom. Not uh, since McGonagall gifting Harry Potter the Nimbus Five Thousand has has such a has a broomstick been so lazily packaged. Yeah. Now Lansbury got to take three kids at the museum who are beating each other senseless with various medieval weaponry. Oh, I forgot about this because Lansbury, she's only in town to pick up the broom and go back and go home. Yeah. And she gets fucking hoodwinked into this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then priest Roddy McDowell shows up and he does so little that I didn't write down what he does. He shows up. Does he stay? Do, you never see him on camera. He never interacts with another character. You don't even see him on camera, on like, like with another person in frame. He just kind of shows up. It's like like someone lost a bet that he had to have a cameo in this movie because he just shows up, looks around, and then disappears. Yeah, yeah. And then Angela Lansbury goes into the. Oh no no no! The lady comes out who's in charge of the orphans. Yeah, she comes out and she's like, "Hey, I got something to show you. Just come on in here." Yeah, she gives them the kids. Then they all go to her house. Ratty ass looking cat hisses at them, so they dive under the table. Oh, we skip over the whole thing where she's all being all like, oh, I, she gets hoodwinked and taking care of the kids because the lady at the at the museum's all like, there's like a law dictating that you have to take kids in if you've got enough space, and I guess she's got yeah. like a whole mansion out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm. Okay. So I'm just I'm laying down the plot. That's an, and she yeah. well yeah that is important for later. Which and is I like, do... hey, I'll take them. Well, somebody else got to take them yeah. once. Okay, it's quick. I, as someone who hates people and likes likes my alone time, I can totally empathize with yeah. Angela Lansbury in this movie. She's like, plus I would not, I would kill myself if I had to take these children oh, under. 
I did a terrible thing. I don't hate these kids, but if you didn't know kids, and okay, these kids, like, I don't hate Paul and sister, but <laughs> Charlie can go jump Paul, off. How do you remember like, even the like, youngest kid's name? I wrote it down. It was sister. You know what? And also, I like how these kids. And they look... say the boy's name's plenty. They say her name like twice. I like how the situation is Narnia because that's how the, the blind witch in the world ward war room. <laughs> the line which in the war room starts off with kids being sh- it's it's the kind of same time periods kids mm-hmm. being shipped off to their fucking country uncle's house in the fucking. Did you mean to say the line the witch in the war room? Yeah, because I'm thinking okay. George C. Scott shows up and it turns into. Uh, <laughs> do we do? Yes, we, we did. did do that movie yes. for Tired of the Party. Yeah, it's kind good of the, job. We've do, been doing this podcast for just long enough for a little bit over a year, almost like seventy plus episodes. That there's things now where I'm like, oh, we should do. Oh, we did do that. Yeah, you were doing that f- five episodes in. I know, I know that's true too. But uh, but what else was I gonna say? Oh, these kids are fucking lemony snicket all yeah, over. Especially much. the sister. She just looks like the same sister. Yeah, she does. The actress actually. Yeah, like, like, like to her. the point I was like, mm, "How you doing?" I was like, so, "Oh no, she's fifteen, and that's this." <laughs> eight you didn't ago. admit that kind no. of thing. Uh, but yeah, the kids. I you know what? To be fair, she's like seventy now. <laughs> I know she's like my grandma. Yeah. Does that make it wetter or worse that I'm like, hey, how you doing? It might make it wetter, but that's gross, <laughs> Does too. Does it make it better? <laughs> anyway. Make it wetter or worse? <clears throat> mm, so much wetter. So, okay, yeah. So, Lansbury is hoodwinked into taking... She, yeah, she... The, and these are the last three kids, too, because all the other kids got taken, but, like... Taken? T-tooked. They got tooken in there. <laughs> You're speaking very well today. These guys are the leftovers. Yeah. And yeah, if they don't get picked up by someone, they get exterminated, I guess. I don't know what the hell's going on, but so yeah, and Angela Lansbury. Does she pile all the kids under her fucking motorbike? Yeah. And then she takes them to her house. Yeah. That's where the mangy cat has set down. This poor what the fuck did they do this? Poor fuck cat. This it looks like they took a bunch of super glue and just squirted it at the cat and then slapped it. It looks like I was about to say it looks like they filled a uh, a washing machine with Elmer's glue and shoved the cat in there for twenty minutes yeah. and then like taped down one of his ears mm-hmm. and like man, this is some humane society issue yeah. fucking yeah. shit going on yeah. here. Uh, what is it with movies that we watch being evil to cats? Oh, what else? Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. What do they do to the cat? The... They throw it around and throw it. They throw it on people from off screen. They throw yeah, it out in the rain. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, we just watched uh, Harold Lloyd I mean, where somebody takes the cat up crimes, by the tail. But... No, that's true too. Yeah. There's been other cats. On There's screen. a reason why Humane Society had to step in, like in the late '80s, early '90s. Go, guys. You know what? We've been watching movies and we got mm-hmm. this is fucked up. Um, so, I mean, halfway through the movie, Angela Lansbury does take a sledgehammer to a horse's face for no reason. Yeah. It's like very graphic. So um, she's like, hey, it's dinner, you gotta wash up. And Charlie's like, wash? Like, he's never heard of the idea of washing before and is so offended by it. These... I like to be putrid, I do, I do. Um, are... I'm assuming these kids had to have actually been English. Were they natively Cockney? I don't know. Because they are... They they look and sound like what everyone impersonates Dick yes. Van Dyke from the first Mary Poppins movie. Even thing. like the turns of phrase they use. And also, even late later when they're, when she, uh, when um lots of not bloody likely and just like cold blimey. Yeah. Just all the, I mean maybe this movie helped define like in the latter half of the 20th century like Americans like goofy 
stereotype of what English shit is, but this is so much just like a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, hey, it was the bubble and squeak then. Yeah. Just that shit. It's fucking. I love it though. I fucking. I think it's great. I <laughs> eat it with a spoon. It's so delicious. Angela is very yeah. like. I don't know what children eat, so you're gonna eat what I eat. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then the girl's like, "Well, we eat." And then she, I think she just this makes up a bunch of no, food. it's like because she talks about like bubble and squeak town in the hole. Like yeah. these are all actual it was bangers and mash. Well, bangers and mash, I knew. And then she says fried fish, and Angela yeah, Lansbury's if... like, "No fried food in this house." This and is... the kids know, "No fried food. How do you keep your health?" I actually even wrote that phonetically. So health. Is spelled H E W L F. I just. What is, oh my wait, God. You know, the, is this kid whole... from the American South where they're like, fried food makes you healthy, it do? I, 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 I love that cartoon idea though. I fuck that made That actually made me legitimately laugh out loud. Uh, I don't know. Is Toad in the Hole. There's the one thing where you take a piece of bread, cut a hole out in the middle of it, and then you fry it in a frying pan and That's dump an egg in into it. That's so fucking I know good. it, but I don't remember. I mean, bangers and mash are just mashed potatoes and sausage. Which yeah. that's just fucking dinner. I yeah, love that's their idea okay, of fucking breakfast. I've, I've I've mentioned it before. Not I don't think on the podcast, but I mentioned yeah. it to you before. If you want to see what fucked up shit British people eat, go watch the old cooking show Two Fat Ladies. Yeah, they make some garbage all that, and are like, it's delicious. We roasted this liver <laughs> in a bucket of lard. And then spread manure all over it. It tastes so cool. I know the stereotype of the British is not so much in roasting, but boiling until, until it turns green and pale. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Man. That's the other we, one of the other I American stereotypes of English cooking is just on... like, let's just boil it. Like, let's take bacon, but instead of frying it, we're just going to boil it and let it out in the sun for five hours and just kind of like, just the most tasteless. I mean, they're two fat ladies, as yeah. the name of the show says. It's like who's, a YouTube who's... show? No, it was a, I think it was. Probably BBC. It was from back in the day. Yeah, and huh. I, they're two ladies that faces look like a bag full of mashed cauliflower, Aww. making disgusting food. They're little pepper pot ladies. Mm, they ain't so little. Wow. And like the, the yeah. end of the episode, they're always sitting there smoking and shit, <laughs> and then they ride away on their motorcycle so with a side so carriage. Patty and Selma presents. Pretty much, yeah. Uh. And there's one episode where they go to a school and they're like, "Lots of nice looking boys here." <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, if you can have it, you can check out a two fat I mean, at show. least we're talking about Angela Lansbury here, and I trust her to cook, be a better cook than that. Yeah. Even though she only eats, like, vegetables. Well, she lists rattles. Whatever she eats is not what they like. She eats, like, fucking raw cauliflower, and the kids are all like, ah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. My next five notes are just wondering what the hell's wrong with that cat. Yeah. Because the cat just kind of, like, is, like, doing stuff and blah, blah, but yeah. Yeah, that scene's over. They sleep. Yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, and then it's a, it's a nice night for a flight. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets it on the. She can now call herself an apprentice witch, according to the letter inside. With well, the then she retires back to her room. Is that when she like un, she opens up the broom? Well, she goes down to the place where she keeps all the spells and shit. Oh, it's either, yeah, her like hidden little up. bunker. Yeah. Uh, and there's a quick scene with the older brother waking up and looking at the clock. He's like, "Time for everybody to wake up. We're going back to London," and he's fully dressed. Like these kids only have one change of clothes. Yeah. I mean, they—I guess they literally had to leave one of the clothes on their backs. But yeah, they all just wake up. They're about to escape. They look out the window. Well, Holy Lans- shit! Lansbury mounts the broom, 
And then she's like, no, side saddle. It's what ladies do. Well, she does it with between her legs, and it yeah. does look pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But although she's not riding at side saddle for the rest no, of the movie. No, then she's like, she tries to make it fly by saying the words, and it flies out of her hands. And then she's like, fuck it. I ain't no lady. <laughs> and just straddles it and is like, let's try again. Yeah. And she flies, and it flies, and it flies. And the kids are sneaking out a window and see her. And like, how oh, she do that? And then the girl's like, of course she's a witch. That's the sort of thing witches do. Which, they're reacting very well to seeing a full-grown adult fly around on a broom. That's one of the things I like about these kids, where it's like, the kids in Mary Poppins were like, oh, always constantly just like, but, like big bug-eyed and like amazed. These kids don't give a fuck. They just like... See I these- hate all kids from this era in all movies. Like, the I kids mean- from Mary Poppins, the kids from this, the kids from like... Pretty much any kids in a movie, like adults, don't know how to write. Children. I would like this speaks well of the. I, I would like to imagine this speaks well of the English character that even small children in England, while fighting the Nazis when presented with a witch, are just like, you know what? We're not going to be amazed by that. We're first. Our first thoughts are about how can we turn this towards our advantage. Yeah. Um. I man, fucking the kids. Uh. Well, the older kid says, oh, "Hang on, I'm having a bit of a yeah, thing." Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Well, you can't. You- at least let me do it with the accent hang on i am having a day uh i think it's the youngest kid paul he's like oh is it okay she don't fly too good do she and then she crashes in a book and comes out with her broken broom and is limpy and throws the broom on the ground and goes inside turns into nixon yeah the oldest kid charlie goes like hang on i'm having a bit of a fake this, uh, sense, this next, I know, I'd rewind this three times to get it right, yeah. I wish she is, says you, oh, or sorry, I wish she is, says you, then let's use the old lobe, says all. I'm assuming the old lobe being your brain, I <laughs> yeah. guess, but yeah, it's fucking great. She I don't fucking want, love this. She don't want anybody to know she's a witch, right? Not bloody likely. Then let's make the most of this opportunity. The next morning, at breakfast, porridge. And Angelina Bird kind of limping around. He's like, what you do to your foot? I just twisted my ankle. As soon as the scene is over, she's fine. <laughs> like, the, she limps for about five seconds in the yeah, movie. Yeah, the continuity of this done. movie ain't that strong. But, like, oh, God. And he's like, lovely weather for flying last night. Subtle, Charlie. Mm. And she's like, why did you say that, Charlie? And he pulls out the broken broom. And, and uh, he suddenly turns into Tim Roth, and he's suddenly like, Game's up, Miss Price. We know what you are. And then she snatches the handle from him and ho- holds this, like, super sharp piece up to yeah. his neck. And is like, if you ever say a word about this to anybody, I will end you. And, the and other- just to let him know she needs business, she pushes a little harder, and a little trickle of blood runs and out And at his that neck. point, the, the, his, his, the, the younger brother and the sister both pull out guns, and it turns into this fucking Reservoir Dogs <laughs> fucking Mexican stand-up. I do. And, and yes, people will undoubtedly believe three small children... That uh, in in 1940s Britain, calling a nice middle-aged wit- lady a witch, definitely gonna work on in their favor. I'm sh- I'm assuming she's probably been called worse. She's she's the lady living in the real world, but oh my god! I I mean I also have to admit that Mary Poppins would have been vastly more entertaining if the kids had jumped immediately to trying to blackmail Mary Poppins the moment she revealed her powers. That's why I love these kids so much. It's great. I love uh. like. I don't necessarily hate the kids from Mary Poppins, but they're just kind of bland, especially the older boy. 
Uh, but this these kids, I like these kids. They got character. They got some no. grit. They'll fuck shit up if they have to. I hate these kids. Oh man, you got no soul. I love these kids. Damn right, I got no soul. Oh man. Uh, so she's like, I see. I would be most grateful if you didn't tell anybody in the village. Of course. Do I have to be one or two changes around here? <laughs> I feel like he's like walking around like now he suddenly like, owns the joint. Boy, you said it yourself. She's a witch. Don't you? Do you want her to? Do you like, want to antagonize this magical to get lady? Thrown into an oven and cooked alive, like you've heard in all the storybooks <laughs> about witches. Although I guess the fact that her one display of magic prowess, she fucked up so miserably. Like <laughs> I can understand why they don't think she's much of a threat. Yeah, he's like, I'd like some sausages and strawberry jam, and if you can get some, some delicious butthole bread. <laughs> butthole been... bread is my specialty. <laughs> Have you ever seen, um, uh, oh god, what's the fucking musical that she's in? Fucking Sweeney Todd. I've s- yeah. Have you seen the version with Angela Lansbury? I've seen a clip from, with her, but Her specialty is turning pussies version. into pies, man. You know, I don't know if you necessarily <laughs> want her getting too too fancy with yeah. the cooking, but. Yeah. God damn, that, that version of Sweeney Todd is fucking amazing. That's, that's really, because, uh, I, I grew up with Angela Lansbury in Murder, She Wrote, but I never really watched that, but. Uh, her and Sweeney Todd is that's one of the first big musicals I ever watched mm. as an adult, and man, she's fucking fantastic. That 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 was made like what like twenty years out of Nashville. Anyway, uh, her and George Hurd, they're fucking great. Anyway, so uh, no more of this wash, wash, wash thing. Morning, noon, and night. Bitch, you've been there for one day. Less than. Like, they've been there for, like, maybe 12 hours yeah. at the most, and they're already like, we're sick of this. You made me take a bath once, you horrible old cunt. Like, what? And he's like, okay. Oh, my God. And Awkward. suddenly, the kid goes from being Tevroth, and suddenly he's like the head in Alien 3, who are the head of the fucking prison ward was. That bold bog guy is like, you cunt. Awkward. It turns into the fucking layer cake over here, yeah. He's, uh, the dude with the glasses from, um, oh, what's, Snatch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, shitty, like, a uh, fucking... Only less likable. East London crime film, yeah. And he's like, oh, I could do with a bit of Lori. Lori. Does he say that? Lori? Yeah. Yeah. Lori, cash. Oh, that's right. Give me I, that cash. Give me the cash. I love that he's not even blackmailing her for, like, better service, but, like, give me your fucking money. Yeah. And she's Holy like, shit. she's like, asshole, I'm a witch. He's like, what are you gonna do? Turn me into a toad? And she's like, yeah. Boobity bobbity boo. He's a rabbit now. Yeah, I do like that his brother and sister are smart enough to stay quiet during this whole exchange. <laughs> They're just kind of like, man, Larry, well, I think you're pushing it. They've probably seen him mouth off like this before and get his I'm surprised shit he hasn't had in. his fucking hand chopped off by someone else or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so the cat chases the rabbit. Yeah. Her spells don't last very long. He changes back into uh, uh, a, no- normal a normal dipshit. kid. Yeah. And then he chases cool, the cat. Cool, normal, yeah. Chases the cat looking to beat it up like a fucking asshole because that's what he is. Yeah, this poor fucking kid. Uh, well, this is one of the saddest cats in cinema yeah. history. And then she's like, her her work is very important to the war effort, so don't go down and tell nobody. Which, that's a fucking bluff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see, I can't, I, I mean, hmm. Has she been trying to protect England in any way with her magic spells? No. You think she'd be a more valuable part of the guard than the one old dude we see guarding the coast at the end of the film who seems to be the only person in this movie who gets flat out fucking murdered, but we'll get to that later, but, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, she's like, or the kids are like, we can keep a secret, 
provided you give give us something valuable. Didn't you just learn your lesson? Yeah, she no, turns you into already, a yeah. rabbit. Uh, oh, and so she, she takes she offers, him out. Yeah. yeah, she takes him out to her magic room. It's like magic bar? Is it in her basement or is it a it's bar? Like a or little, something? It's a big space. Little but like I can't remember where it is. I don't know if they have to go downstairs or if it's like side yeah. house or something. Um, but yeah, it's her it's her magic dungeon. Yeah, and she's like, "Don't touch shit." Uh, so Charlie touches things because he's fucking terrible. <laughs> is Charlie the older one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then you see that she's got the poison dragon's she, yeah. liver. She's got she's like, like, hey, yo, I need something valuable of yours. Any of you got something valuable? And uh, Paul's like, he's always got something on him. Oh, you never know when you might need it. Piece of blue glass. Lovely bit of strength. The lovely bit of strength crack me up. Horseshoe I get this movie nail. cracks me up. And this bed knob from upstairs. It's like, he just like, ripped it you off. You just stole my bed knob. Uh, again, I, I do like that, uh, uh, Angel Lansbury and being like, that's my fucking doorknob. She's like, well, if you're smart enough to rip it off, I guess it's yours now. Smart okay, enough yeah. to rip it off, aka unscrew it. Uh, what was he gonna do with that thing if he wasn't gonna turn it magically? Yeah, Jesus the front Christ. door rings. I'd like to think, like, he was thinking, planning to, like, take that doorknob, put it into a sock, and use it as a weapon with anyone who fucks with him. Yeah. Um, it's a bed yeah. knob, not yeah. a doorknob. This uh, isn't an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Is that what the... What, did they do a doorknobs and yeah on uh, the cat burglar one they did uh the um Homer formed that oh, uh, God, vigilante cat, group where cat, they oh, yeah. <laughs> where they filled their bags with doorknobs cat burglar episode is one of the few episodes I just never not, never cop eh, to I, if, if it's on I'll just on turn it, something really. else on anyway I'm not a big fuck it uh, Neil fuck that guy anyway but um yeah the, the, she go bibbidi bobbidi boo. There's going to be a lot of me saying bibbidi-bobbidi-boo because the spells are That's kind of like, well, yeah. I didn't write down what they're called. But, uh... It is kind of like weird Latin... Like, yeah, it is kind of like a bunch of Latin phrasing, like, Equius Thanos Manus. Yeah. But, yeah. And she put a traveling spell on it. Put it on the bed, give it a half a twist, and tap it three times, say where you want to go. Uh, and since it's Paul's, he's the only one that can control it. I kind of like that. Yeah. And it never becomes a plot point or anything later, but I just kind of like the fact that, like... Because if Charlie could control well, it, he would have ditched everybody. I also love that this suggests that the magic... Even the the realm of magic considers the fact that because he stole that bed knob, that actually it's, it's his. Because you think it would register that's her bed knob. Yeah. She would be the one to control it, but I guess through... It's it's, it's just a matter of possession. It doesn't yeah. matter where it came from. As long as, you, as long as it's in your pocket, you own it. Um, Front door yeah. rings. It's a letter saying that the witch's school is closed for business due to the war. Yeah. So she wants to use Paul's knob to go to London. It's a weird <laughs> sentence that I didn't really think of when I yeah. wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul, let me use your knob. Mm, only little. I'm only six. But uh, I, hand it I over. Do you like instead of her doing a spell? I mean, it is a little bit of a spell, but I do like the fact the fact that the kids are actually part of the magic that's going on. Yeah, which is kind of you know it's a good way to keep the kid. So the kids aren't just scenery. I like the fact that even if it's just a matter of Paul being the one to use this, I don't know. So they go up to the bedroom. Yeah, everybody climbs on bed, but Charlie's not going to go with them because the Charlie spell, just continues the spell's to be a not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, how? And then even when he agrees the spell oh, might work, how's he going to get out of the? the Food. How's the bed gonna get out of the room? And yeah, he's a real piece of shit. He's a uh, negging hardcore here. Yeah. He's a he's a butthole. If if only he had uh, turned out like the kid from uh, Asian Puff and stuff. Um, uh, Song of the South. That kid. All, yeah, all these kids who like shot themselves or threw themselves in front of a train or 
Well, no, those that's the same kid, isn't it? Is it the kid? I don't even sure. surprised. Yeah, I'm sure we whatever did his about name that is. Well, any kind of child actor from like the last you know hundred years. Um. Um. But or uh, like who the kid from Agent Puff and stuff who wound up becoming like a fucking out who drunk himself to death. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's another. Eh, I also this then Puff and stuff. I've never seen any Agent Puff and stuff oh, except wow, for like really? stills. Yeah. That's not something you seek out as an adult. No, unless it's... you're high. Not even I'm not even a big drug person and shit. Have you seen any Sid and Marty Croft stuff? Probably. I don't think any of that stuff will would hold up to a whole tardy to party episode, but you should at least like just look on YouTube one day, just look at the, up an episode of Nature and Puff and stuff, and it's pretty impressively like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> anyway, but yeah. yeah. Uh and then they sing a song about not believing. Is that a whole song? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot that that happened. I fucking blanked out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they just got onto the bed and that was it. Yeah, they put okay. in the address or whatever of the school. And then... Uh, <laughs> Type it into the bed, into the pillows. The cat hisses at, at Charlie. So he's like... <laughs> and jumps on the bed because he's a big pansy. Yeah. I guess he's still uh, recovering over the bunny incident. And yeah. now they're flying in horrible colors through the this sky. Is... Over the British countryside. And it didn't take very long to be shot down by British anti-air... <laughs> <laughs> artillery I, I, it's and funny. then the credits roll it's funny because they teleport out of the room so i thought they would just teleport to wherever they go but no they seem to like enter like subspace yeah or what are the fuck like the shadow universe in like super mario brothers 2 is mm-hmm. uh it kind of turns it's it, it's a shame that the bed flying sequence are some of the least interesting in the movie yeah because obviously this is supposed to be the big special effects centerpiece Oof, of the film but it just looks like willy wonka's wonkatania tunnel but yeah, shittier that's, well, that's what i wrote down later i'm like now they're going through willy wonka's tunnel again it's just a bunch of like they just took a bunch of stock footage and like color cycled it so it's just kind of like well that's that's the magical effect of yep. flying it's just uh. It goes on for a while too, yeah. and then they just land. So then they land, and they're yeah. like, "Is this London? Of course it is. Can you smell that lovely sooty air?" Uh, Slaps his brother. And then Charlie's the an asshole because fuck it, it got them there, but it didn't work well enough. This is yeah. You like this kid. I, you know what? Because like you I don't said, like this kid. I you know... like the way he talks like a fourteen-year-old. I, I grew up with Mary Poppins. Those kids sucking Mary Poppins' dick at every turn. I like the end of a kid saying, "Hey, fuck you. This could have been better." I, yeah, I don't know. They see Professor Brown. Who's the guy they're looking for? Yeah, it's Mister Banks from Mary Poppins, and yeah. it's nice to see him actually on the flip side, where he was kind of like the gruff. Uh, parents who hated magic and all that stuff in the fr- in uh, Mary Poppins. Now he actually is the source. Has of he magic. been in anything else besides these two movies? <sighs> Man, looking him up on Wikipedia for this, he's been in a thousand things, but I've only seen him in this and Mary Poppins. Or is he just sh- not have his mustache in those movies, so you never recognize him? Entirely possible. Yeah, because he's so very specifically like, eh, like I saw a trailer for this movie, and they're like. Uh, uh, like European funny man, David David Tomlinson, and I'm like, he doesn't see he's, he's he's a cute character actor, but I don't see him being like hilarious. He's not like the Will Ferrell of his time, I don't think. But <laughs> yeah. um, I do like he has he is such a like a goofy face. Burp. He looks like who's the ugly guy? Joe Latruglio from the state. Mm. He's kind of like the mid century British version of that, where he just kind of looks like he's got the little eyes and he's so tiny. I kind of like him just as a person. Yeah. He's just kind of like he's an under. He's he's got that hangdog look. He's he's a, not a movie star. He's a street magic entertainer. He's yeah, like, hey, Amelia look, Brown I'm gonna drive something. drive this nail through this glass without breaking the glass. Oh, he broke the glass. He does have a great thing where it's a suitcase that turns into a whole desk. 
Yeah. And, like, turns into, like, his whole display where he's trying to sell his wares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a shyster. He's selling shit. And everybody leaves watching. Except Is for he the kids. on Portobello Road? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, he sells Paul a shitty bird whistle that doesn't work. Uh, and then uh, she had left to find him. And then she comes up. And she's like, where the hell did your kids go? And they're like, we found him. And she's like, oh, there he is. Yeah. So she's like, this is fucking Mr. Brown. He's Mr. Like, Banks is the anti-Dick Van Dyke. That's what that's what I was getting at. Because mm. he's like, he kind of like, he's essentially what Dick Van Dyke was in Mary Poppins, but now he's taking that role. But I like the fact that in, whereas Dick Van Dyke was seemingly as magically powerful as Mary Poppins, I like in this, he's actually does, has no magic power. Yeah. He's just a fucking shucks. Yeah, he's 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 a he's, schemer. He tries to leave, she turns him into a rabbit. He's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, your actual magic? And she's yeah. like, I got it from you, of course. He's like, you told me, what the fuck? I just got that shit from a book. And she's like, let me see the book. And he's like, I thought, what? Um, so they all climb in the bed to go to his home. Uh, and she's like, madam, are you sure this bed is safe? And she's like, yeah, we've done this like once. <laughs> totally safe. Never had an accident. Uh, yeah. And then they fly through Won- Willy Wonka's tunnel Yeah, it's another like, yeah, house. three minutes of, Whoa! Yeah, uh, he lives in a deserted house where there's an unexploded bomb outside. I'm a bum that you don't never actually get to see the bomb. Yeah. No, they show the bomb. Do they show the yeah. bomb? Yeah. Oh, you must have been. I uh, got distracted. I was eating some really good popcorn while watching mm. this movie. Ah, <laughs> That's what just close your eyes. I was Homer Simpson it. You know, I was probably laughing so hard at uh, Mr. Banks's jokes that That's I think true. I passed out too. Uh, um, but yeah, so, no, I like that he's again. He's he's the whole area is evacuated. He's a schemer, so yeah. he's just living in this abandoned house. Yeah, yeah it's like Down Abbey, but sadder. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, they're eating dinner, and they're like, "Well, you keep the curtains drawn." So we can eat by candlelight, children. Oh, to keep the so no coppers can peek in. That's just true. I like it. Yeah. Kids go and look around the house. They find a room filled with toys, and uh, Paul's like, "What is it? A toy shop?" And it tries like, "No, it's a nursery." Ain't or the girls like, "No, it's a nursery." Ain't you ever seen a nursery? And then Charlie's like, "No, he hasn't. Neither of you." Like. <laughs> Fucking contrary at every point, yeah. And also, these kids have never like seen a room with toys in it. <laughs> yeah, because they're orphans, but they're not necessarily supposed to be. Are urchins. they orphans? You kind of wonder. Did they just they sneak onto be. the tr- onto the truck hauling kids out of London? And because yeah, because you think they're still they're, they're, yeah they're middle class kids who got sent out to the to, to fucking. I can't tell if they're poor or not because they don't have any gloves that are missing fingertips. It's that close, but yeah, the whole accent thing, you almost, you almost, you think this movie's gonna turn into fucking uh, David Copperfield. So then the kids play with the toys and for the first time in their lives experience joy. Uh, the, the fact they actually yell, come out and actually say that too is a little yeah, heavy-handed, but yeah. The adults go into a, the, uh, library and he stands up on the mantle and unfurls, like, a big, like... Uh, banner of him performing magic with a sideshow girl behind him, which I guess he just carried around with him. I get, yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Right? All this, like, I guess hey, this is his house yo, now. Imagine the magic act I could have if my sidekick actually could use magic. To which she would have been like, "Then what do I need you for? Yeah, what like, what, why am I for? not the fucking star? But if I'm, I'm the..." Then he sings a song about how like, "Hey, yo, I got 
the showmanship. You got the magic. I do not remember the hit. Like any song says, let's not, get in each other's pants. Let's get physical, physical. <laughs> and suddenly he's got the little leg warmers on. He's yeah. doing like a little yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sits down on a chair, pulls with pulls a chain and a bunch of water just dumps on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh God, that poor guy. I can see him in a little leotard all dripping wet. Me like, ah, yeah. Just drips, his own <laughs> drips of water. Off his little mustache, he curls it around circular. Yeah. Um, uh, but then they find the book. Well, uh, well, he's like, oh, what's your name? And her first name is, is Egentine? Eglantine? Eglantine? It's And I was like, that was never a name in the history of ever. And yet... Autocorrect knew how to spell it. Really? Yeah. So apparently it was a name. In the trailer for this movie, they make it sound like Mrs. Eglatine Price. Uh, her middle name is Quijabo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Eglantine. I think that's the only time her name even gets yeah. mentioned. In the- I guess that is. I don't know. I guess maybe that's an old British name or I don't something know. like that. Um, so it's like just give her the book so you guys will stop singing, you lunatic. Uh, and it's back to the kid. Charlie walks up to Paul, who's reading something. He's like, "What are you reading?" And rips the fucking magazine out of his hands because he's an asshole. Is this where? The, is, so this is where the little brother picks it, gets the book about fucking shitty ass island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at this point, I was like, "Oh, I hope this film's like Old Yeller with Charlie being taken out because he's got rabies and having to be shot." But unfortunately, that's not how it ends. No, no. He's no. looking Charlie's at a book called the Island of Numbumbu. And it's weird too because it's a fabric book. Yeah, inter- it's like all the pages are cloth. It's yeah. like yeah. Charlie's like, "There's no such place," and uh, Paul's like, "Sure there is. Pictures to prove it." Boy, those are called drawings. Those are not pictures of the land. I mean, those are straight up drawings. At this point, I would have loved if the little brother was having to say, "Of course, fucking not. It's a children's book." <laughs> but I do, of course, because it's a Disney movie. He's kind of like yeah. I, I. The fact that he says no, this like he treats uh, drawings like they're photographs. Like that's the proof. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So then it's back in the library, and she turned Mister Brown into rabbit because he wouldn't get the book for her. Is this is the second time he gets turned into a rabbit. Yeah. Jesus. So okay, then he's yeah. like, "All right, here's the book," and then pulls out this old ratty book called the spells of azeroth astaroth astaroth the only reason i know that because he's a big muscle down dude from soul caliber which i looked at it turns out astaroth is like isn't an, that also uh, the name of the land in world of warcraft yeah it turns out yeah. this is actually astaroth is actually like a demon from the bible so there's a lot of pop culture things that are called astaroth even though <laughs> i've never thing, heard of that outside of soul caliber uh in a disney movie is a book named an actual, after a demon. like yeah that's, that's essentially like the spells of lucifer um but yeah and she's looking for the subsidiary locomotion spell uh, but the words to cast it are missing. Well, oh no, the book's been torn in half. I forgot that the main dramatic, the main plot thrust of this movie is she just. The only reason they're doing any of this is because she wants the last spell mm-hmm. that Professor Brown had promised her through the Magic College, Mail Order Ma- Magic College, and he doesn't have that last spell because he doesn't have the second half of this book of Astaroth, spells of Astaroth. And so everything that happens in this movie only happens just because she wants that last goddamn spell. Yep. That'll make things move, and that's it. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so uh, they got to go to Portobello Road where, because he was going to pay the guy for the book, but it got torn in half because he wouldn't pay him the full thing or some shit. Yeah, Mr. Brown know. stole the book from someone else or something. Yeah, some kind of so, hijinks happened. So but... they go to Portobello Road, also known as a matte painting. 
that half this anytime there's not like a shot where someone's like just it's like star wars where it, unless someone's like unless it's a close-up of someone if if, if there's anything showing any kind of scenery that scenery is going to be yeah. fake. I'm kind of like, there's a lot of matte paintings in this yeah. movie. Not like, all every... of them. Very good. Well, that's... this. Some this... better than others. Uh, this matte, matte painting's done by a uh, famous matte painter, uh, Peter Ellenshaw, who's the son of uh, uh, Harrison Ellenshaw. It's the famous matte painting family. This movie, these these matte paintings were not designed to hold up to the HD scrutiny that we can see them mean <laughs> these. Because these matte paintings are pretty, like, well, you can see the brush strokes and everything. Uh, if you had a spare wall, uh-huh. and you don't, but if you did, <laughs> yeah, and you could have a matte painting on it, what matte painting would you want from the history of film? The history of film. What's that's a good question. What is your favorite matte painting? What's the man? There's some fucking crazy. Of course, I think anything from Star Wars or anything. Well, yeah, we all know that. Um, actually, maybe the matte painting of the the, the Death Star. Uh, tractor beam room where uh, um, Obi Wan has to go to turn off the tractor beam mm-hmm. to, to let the Millennium Falcon out of from this first Star Wars movie. Um, man, probably me. Man, what are the great crazy matte paintings from like The Empire Strikes Back? I don't know. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Why? What? What would you? I use? have no idea. I don't remember enough about. I don't remember what's a matte painting and what's not. Aside from all the ones in Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. Return we'll of the, the Jedi. There's the uh, a Rebel hangar bay where it shows all the Rebel ships while they're getting ready for the Death Star attack. Mm-hmm. That that's a really good matte painting. Technically, the most, biggest matte painting ever made is this giant for Die Hard for the ending of Die Hard Two. Mm. It's like this fucking fifty foot, ten foot long super matte painting because they in that matte painting they go like. The last shot is like Bruce Willis saying, I love pants. And it zooms out from I, from Bruce Willis saying, I love pants. Like, it's the super <laughs> long zoom out. Oh, that movie would go up so much in my in the world if it ended with him saying, I love pants. Well, they were, they, <laughs> last line of the movie. Were, they were worried that Yippee-Kaye motherfuckers already getting a little tired, so they're trying to come up with new catchphrases for the for the posters for the third film, but yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'd actually... You know what, actually? Look, the matte paintings from Mary Poppins are really fucking good, painted yeah. by the same guy. Mm. Like, when they're up, like, right before they do the chim 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 like, the sunset of London and shit, that's just fucking yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd yeah. have to think about this. Okay. Yeah. Good uh, question, though. So they, they, they go to Portobello Road, and like... Uh, I didn't realize this is supposed to be the every, centerpiece of the film, I guess. Everybody starts singing it to them in song. Hey, wanna buy some tartar control toothpaste? Uh, this goes on. This is then, like a 15-minute like segment of the film. For the first time I've ever noticed in a Disney movie, two hookers come up. I uh, When I was watching this last night, uh, or day before last, uh, I actually went to Twitter to say, Hey, does anyone know of any particular instance where it's very specifically hookers not I just mean, it's, not just it's, sexy ladies it's but it's possible they're does, not hookers but they sure are, act like hookers well cause like he says practically sings a song lyric you can even buy pussy on Portobello Road <laughs> I mean that's the inference it's not just like a cute ladies but like they're there like you can Put buy the ladies Portobello mushroom <laughs> in my hole that's the inference in Portobello Road I think someone pointed out there's like a harem that Aladdin falls to in mm. uh, Aladdin, but that's, that's not really. Pro- that's not that's like the just same a thing. bunch of sexy ladies. And that's not sexy. Yeah, that's kind of cute ladies, but not like they're not saying "Hey, pussy for sit." <laughs> yeah, I wish they had. Um, 
But yeah, I can't unless Mickey Mickey Mouse is fucked up in the early Mickey Mouse cartoons. He'd like kill people and stuff. So unless yeah. like Minnie was a prostitute in one of those cartoons, I can't imagine. Uh, but yeah, this is scandalous. I was I had to fan the flames <laughs> on my face because I was like, "Woo, this is getting sexy here on Portobello Road." Because there's no no way two like twenty something year old girls would actually hit on this old mustachio this British old man. man. <laughs> looks like a sad frog yeah um, but they come up and they're like hey boy and he's like mm, later ladies <laughs> um this is this movie it's it's trying to roll um tuppence a bag and the chimney sweep song and dance number from mary poppins the all in a one weird this is a weird i kind of like it but while like so it's like and it's, well it's, do you like it because of the the brown face people coming out and doing the Indian dance? Oh, uh, what are you talking about the brown face? Yeah, the brown face Sikh dancers. Yeah, where one of them's obviously a lady with a, a beard glued oh, on her face. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh god, I think I, I was I was too busy typing about brown face to look up. And then um, some Scottish people do some fucking Highlander dancing. You know what? You know London during World War Two seemed like a pretty chipper chipper place. Yeah, no, it's like Casablanca. This is where all the refugees go. Um, I do appreciate uh, pretty much the only non song of the South black people you ever seen a live action Disney movie until like nineteen nineties show up in this movie yeah, they're just they black are, people they're not they, black face yeah but they're, they're playing not steel drums and shit i don't well, know they're from the caribbean so yeah. at least it's not like it's not a bunch of white people in blackface with like fucking it's not like menstrual blackface like doing caribbean I, shit I, it's I actually a little weirded out by like when the nazis showed up in the scene and just started slapping everybody <laughs> to the music <laughs> exactly they yeah. weren't actually dancing wow, we want to exterminate all the minorities <laughs> in europe they're all right here on portobello <laughs> road in fact actually these single lyric about how you can find everything on portable yeah portobello road but uh, they can't find a book they can't find a book they're just like and the road. kids are fucking drawing yeah. and shit knocking shit over pissing on the street yeah. just like fucking charlie's jumping up and down on the couch and breaks it and just leaves fucking yeah fucking oh yeah he just kind of whistled yeah that the whole man i've if you ever worked at a flea market this fucking mo- this song this shit will drive you crazy because you want to fucking <laughs> motherfucker get back here you owe me five dollars for that busted couch <laughs> That's an expensive couch. Hey, it's Portobello Road. It's cheap. Cheap eats. Uh, yeah. So then it's closing time on Portobello Road. Well, it does close uh, out very suddenly. All this, Yeah, everyone runs away. Yeah, also there's a point in Portobello Road where everybody's... Or she's like, I'm looking for a book called this... Um, the book Magic of Azeroth. And obviously Evil Man is like... And scampers away. Are you talking about Evil Man? Who looks just like Dan Backslide from the Looney Tunes... Over yes. boys yes. <laughs> cartoon. This a guy- roundabout. I'll steal it. <laughs> no one will ever know. Looks just. I want to post in the show notes or something. But yeah, just Google Dan Backslide. This guy <laughs> looks like that guy. Uh, I guess the guy playing him is a famous English comedian. Oh well, he's hilarious in this. That's for it, sure. It's funny. He, this must have been one of his first roles because he's still alive. Even like he had like a 2014 Christmas special on the BBC just recently. Yeah, and well, so, he walks up to him and is like, "Hey, yo, what about watch? What about this or that? What about this? A fucking knife!" And he pulls a knife on him. It's like the book man would like to see you. He could have just walked up and been like, "Hey, I've got a, some information on your book. You come this way. Yeah. You don't have to pull a fucking knife on these people. How else do you make it feel like an adventure if you don't get a knife pulled on you for no reason whatsoever? <laughs> Weird. This is like Indiana Jones in one of those movie. movies where like someone's like, "Come with me," and like get to say, like, "Hey, come with me." The guy's looking for the thing that you're. Yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, it happens in The Simpsons. Hired goons. 
You know, you couldn't just call for me. You didn't have to send those guys. Yes, but I like the personal touch of a hired goon. What hired goons? I totally don't remember. You don't. William. That was so many moments lost in lost in rain, like tears and rain. I think that. Yeah. I. You know what? That's what it is. I'm not. I'm not forgetful. I'm just Roy Batty. Mm. Sea beams glittering off the gates of Tannhauser Gate. Uh. Um. Yeah. But so they go see Bookman, who's. Wow, I wonder what his interests are. <laughs> I'm assuming this is his gangster name and not his actual like Christian birth name. So we, um, eventually they they look at the book and we find out that the words of the spell are engraved on a star that was always worn by Azeroth. Uh, yeah. And it turns out Azeroth did some Doctor Island Doctor Monroe shit and turned animals into humans or something, and then he animals killed them. He put them in cages. Him. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about they fucking killed his yeah. ass. So those animals that are fucked up. It's not yes. just cute. Yes, there's a tale of an island ruled by animals. Some man came back from sea, but he's crazy. And sadly, it doesn't exist. No such record of it on any chart. The island of Nabubo. Yeah, it does exist. Charlie covers Paul's mouth. Uh, it's like, he's, <laughs> he's like, why are you covering his mouth? He's going to walk up and be like, look, it's in my cartoon book. And the old dude's not going to be like, by Jove, it does exist. It's in this cartoon book. I'm surprised Charlie doesn't, like, use the leverage. Because I'm surprised he doesn't go up to Bookman and be like, hey, we know where where this island is. Pay us 50 quid. Or, like, you know, because he's, you know, this used to be his, he's, he's, he's a fucking schemer. I'm surprised he doesn't, you know. But he Instead, wa- he wants to. Like, he wants yeah. the book from. Is he Paul, afraid of going to Animated like, Island? Not likely. Maybe he's already seen the movie and he realizes so, how boring the section of the film is, and he's trying to prevent it. So they won't. They won't give the book to Miss the old man. Uh, oh, so that's right. Bookman does does have the other half. Yeah, they do. They do well, compare they notes. Yeah, no, they don't. She leaves the book there for whatever reason. Does she? Yeah, she like throws it down on the desk when they're leaving. But um. Huh. Because then she complains later, oh, if only I still had that book. But, so this dude wants this magic book, because he yeah. wants the spells in it. So they all climb on the bed, and... Did they not compare notes about the book? They do earlier, and that's where we find out that, like, he... It was oh, on yeah, because he's... Cause... The words were on a medallion for the spell, and everybody gets sighted out, because they don't have this medallion. Yeah, okay. Um, but then they're, they're like, oh, let me see that comic book. And they're like, no, bloody likely. So the natural thing to do is they pull out a couple of knives and they're like, give us the book. So they all are like, I think it's time to go. And all go into bed. And he's like, what are you going to do on that bed? And they're like, magic. And he's like, fucking magic? That would be stupid. You're looking for a spell. What do you a want the spell, spell for if you don't think magic by works? a wizard who did Dr. Maru shit. Like, yeah, you think this is your threshold for how weird shit's getting in your life? Like, oh, yeah. I really want that magic spell from the book. Well, watch us do magic. Magic doesn't exist. What is, which is it? Uh, so... Then they, now oh, we go to the island of Nambubu. We could just skip because nothing happens but here. But now they're underwater. Nothing of consequence happens here. They landed in the lagoon, and it's animated fish. And, and, and the cold fish is like, hello! And Charlie's like, now I'm hearing things. Oh, fish talking. Bitch, he's wearing a suit, and he's swimming with a cane in his hand. And you're weirded out by the People fact he's talking. People are picking the wrong things to, to get freaked out about in this movie. Yeah. Why does a fish need a cane? Because Question number one. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh. Oh my god! I swear to God, this whole sequence, this, this, and the fucking football thing only exist so they could have shit to trace over when making Robin Hood a couple years from now. Because uh, but it's bobbing along on the bottom, beautiful bottom of the briny sea. So you were saying this is the song they cut from Mary Poppins, right? Or this segment. There's something yeah. like that, yeah. Because you can totally tell because this has nothing to do with anything. And There's that, a reason why it got cut from Mary Poppins. And now It goes on and for it, fucking and ever. They go into a ballroom where fish are dancing, and now the adults swim and dance. And by that, I mean... The adult body doubles of the two lead <laughs> yeah, actors exactly, yeah. do tricks while the camera is very on far strings. away. I noticed in one shot her shoe flies off while she's being curled on the fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, it gets, oh, yeah, that would have been this, beautiful this, for this, me this, this whole thing is a little cross-inged again. It goes on for like fucking ever. They're just flipping around and dancing and kind of falling over and, and just so kind of... They win the award. Yeah, everybody's excited. But then... Dun, dun, dun. Oh no, a fish hook. We Which can't possibly avoid that. It drives me nuts, because this is exactly what happened. Because uh, Mary Poppins and company, they get stuck in a horse race, and they win the award for the horse race. To the point, I always wonder if they trace the animation from some of that into Probably. this, because it's exactly this. Uh, anyway, but so then, the, then it's not over the yet. The musical cue of this fish hook coming down and grabbing yeah. the bed, they treat this fish hook more sinisterly than they treat the Nazis at the end There's of the movie. There's a bunch of shots of it, because, like, actually, the animation is actually really nice, because they must have, like, shot a giant fish hook and, like... It's traced over because the perspective uh, yeah. is really nice. It just kind of, but yeah, it's like it's got the. You think it's going to be God is showing up to kill these motherfuckers with a but fish? No, up. It's but just, no, it just kind of pulls the bed up out Baloo of the water. Just slash Little John pulling with the wrong voice actor pulling them out of the <laughs> really? water. That's the other thing. The animated characters in this voice doesn't really have the most amazing voices either. Uh, there's a sign um, that says "No people in allowed." God, that means I've got to throw you. Black. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. But Paul's book says that anybody can see the king. If you know what was good for yeah, you, Paul's lucky found... you wouldn't want to see the king. He's essentially found the Bible of this island that is, is what the comic book that he found yeah. was. Um, uh, God yeah, So they're damn. like, ah, hell with that. We want to see the king. So he takes him to see the king, who is roaring in the tents of a... And he kicks a crane, I guess. Is it a crane? I guess so. Stork? Something. Something bird. Some bird. Out of the tent. Uh, you know, I'll cut some people that want to see the king. We can't have that sort of thing right now. His majesty's in a frightful mood. And he gets the lions angry because, um, they want to play soccer. Uh, but they can't play soccer. And I feel like they're all British, so they should be, um, excuse me, oh, yes, it's called football, not soccer. That was a note in the trivia for this, actually, I guess, for a big part of the 20th century, uh, the two terms were used interchangeably in England. Mm. I, I still there's a point, have a hard time believing that. There's a point that. where Charlie goes like, that's not proper football, or something like yeah. that. He calls it football. Yeah. But, of course, for American audiences, they're gonna, you know, it's, it's soccer. Yeah. Man... Uh, this. So, so, but due to technical problem, match ain't gonna happen, so the king's mad. So, uh, Mr. Brown's like, fuck it, I can help. I did soccer in my youth. Look at me, don't I look like a soccer player? I look as much like a soccer player as the guy from Dial M for Murder looks like a tennis player. We used to play together when we were very young. Yeah, this the 60-year-old 
a homeless British man. He's told <laughs> he's a great soccer player. Uh, one thing I do like about this animation, though, uh, I miss the era of Disney animation when they just save money by skipping the inking process altogether and just Xerox the pencil animation yeah. onto the cell. So it kind of creates, like in the late 60s and 70s, Disney animation always had that really rough, scratchy quality. Because, yeah, yeah they were just like, yeah, they weren't like fine inking it. They were just like, yeah, Xeroxing the rough yeah, animation like directly into the cells, which is kind of like a nice... Feels rustic. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. Um, and I actually looked it up because some of the animation here seemed a little Don Bluthy, mm. Like some, especially Blue the Bear, and I had to look it up. And I... I I think this movie was made right before Don Bluth started working for Disney. Mm. But um, so uh, yeah. the king laughs, and they they're gonna do it. And uh, like the king one point, is just one Little John point, from Robin Hood. Yeah, but point, with a shittier voice. Yeah, at one point Angelina Barry's like, "Mr. Brown, are you sure you'll be all right?" And he like winks at her. But it's more of a blink. Yeah. Apparently, Mr. Brown doesn't know how to blink. <laughs> wink, it's just like. He's like uh, it's just the full bone, both eyes. I think he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to wink, so they just like touched, took sh- two shots of his face, one blinking, one not, and just cut one half of the other. But yeah, uh, um, but the king he got the Azra star around his neck, which he lets Mister Brown grab and look at. So you, you think? You think Brown you think would be Mr. smart Brown enough? Could okay, be like, memorize this hey, real quickly. I say good. Angelina, come over and look at this necklace <laughs> yeah. and memorize what it says. This, yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Memorize it. Take a photograph, if you will. Yeah. But no, they're they're not that smart. Uh, so uh, we got forty-seven minutes to fill in this movie. This goes on. Uh, so they get to sit in His Majesty's royal box, which is impressive since everybody seems to hate people in this land, uh-huh. or at least that's implied. And, and they've already killed the guy who created this island, so they could easily just kill any of these motherfuckers if yeah. they wanted to. But yeah. Uh, so the 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 soccer match starts. I first saw this. I don't. I don't think I've seen this movie before. I might have when I was really young, but Blocked I first out. saw this segment we back in the. Was it Disney Channel, late, like 1990s? No, 1990s, early, or late 80s, I don't remember. Probably the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturdays, at around 2 or 3, here on Channel 12, they'd have a, a, Dis- a Disney hour block. Okay. Where they would do weird, like, show Disney cartoons or their nature documentaries where they're like, we shove this animal into this porc- Mr. Porcupine, and we'll, Mr. Porcupine waddled away. Uh... Fucking Disney documentaries about animals are the yeah. worst. Just because you're like, man, they say all this up. Here we should watch a bunch of lemmings we shoved off a cliff. That was like half of Disney's output in the 50s. Yeah. When he was busy doing uh, building like Disneyland and shit, he was like, well, I don't like animation anymore, so we'll just make shitloads of nature documentaries. Yeah. Even you know? if they're not factual. Yeah, we'll just stay yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a flamingo fucking a tiger. But uh, cool. they had, like, themed episodes, and they had a, like, sports-themed one mm-hmm. where they showed, like, the goofy Olympic one, oh, clips yeah. from that and, and various stuff, and they would splice it together. And they took all the animated segments of this one, it took out the humans, and just so it's showed just the animals animation randomly scale. playing. Yeah, yeah not, not even a soccer match soccer. you could even follow, but yeah. just, like, random... But huh. yeah, did they show what is the highlight? The only reason for any of this animated segment to ex- uh, the, an- exist. the alligator's teeth flying out of its mouth and chomping the <laughs> kangaroo's tail, sure, and the, the face the kangaroo makes is like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's pretty good, but it still doesn't quite beat the goofy laugh that a hyena lets loose when kicked in the ass by King Lion. Goofy scream, not laugh. Uh, that's true, because yeah, that's yeah, that is great. One of the best cartoon sound effects ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fucking love that thing. Anyway, but that's 
that's just a sound effect that randomly got dropped in the movie. But yeah, this this, this shit makes the fucking horse race Mary Poppins look like the fucking church scene in Kingsman Secret Service in terms of like excitement and quality because it's just eh. I like yeah. the animation of it. There's yeah, yeah, no, it's animated things. nice, but like this is one of the when I was complaining about this being one of the first big motion pictures produced after Walt Disney died. Walt Disney, he was not necessarily a great artist or a writer, but he was a super good fucking editor. One of the best editors in pop culture history in terms of, like, deciding what's a good idea, what's a bad idea, what's going to bore, bore the audience and stuff like this. This totally feels like something if Disney were in charge of this movie, he would have cut or at least stripped down or at least made the whole island thing actually become a plot point. Granted, I mean, it does, they do get the fucking spell from the island, but it just goes so fucking long. It's just kind of like, oh my god. I know, we could have used at least 15 more minutes of people dancing in Portobello Road. Which I guess actually they did cut out. That sequence was supposed to be like twice as long. Yeah. yeah. There was like a three hour cut of this original. We'll get to that in the notes later, but yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, you're not, the, 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 yeah, that was something they were going to try to do, but anyway, so, but yeah, they, uh, so soccer it, match. Yeah, he's the ref, and the, they're watching, and they're like, foul, foul! And uh, the girl's like, they're only animals. And he's like, that's no excuse for dirty football. Well, Charlie, also, they're animals wearing clothes, standing on their hind legs, talking, yelling, and playing football. So, yes, only animals. Um, they can hear you, you son of a bitch. You're going to get us killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at some point, Charlie's like, are you blind, ref? Like, why do you have a side? You don't care. Yeah. You don't care about fairness, obviously. <laughs> Uh, classic animals running back and forth, trampling somebody. Bit it's hilarious, and the classic kicking a ball down somebody's throat, and then kicking them in the ass so the ball flies out, which usually happened to Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. That usually happened to him, but um, this it happens to the ostrich. Yeah, this, this is actually kind of surprisingly violent for a Disney film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> isn't there like? Don't they actually do like? Isn't there not a sports match in the middle of Robin Hood? Because I could swear, like, there's whole cuts, like, I don't know. No, there's a At least they were able to use the, reuse the character designs, if not too much of the actual animation from the soccer sequence, but yeah. Uh, I mean, the like I said, the, the, the king was just recycled wholesale as, as uh, Prince John. The rhino eventually anyway. pops the ball with his horn, it flies around. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> through the air. Uh, and that makes the, the, the king mad. Stop that ball! And his roar blows everybody into the net. And then he's like, oh, and runs over and blows the deflated ball. In, and he's like, I win. Game over. It's like, you only need to score once to win, apparently. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, but I guess that's... Low attention span animals, you know. yeah. Uh, Brown helps the king put on his coat and is like, have you ever heard of a gypsy switch? I do like he calls out what he's doing as he's doing it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, have you ever heard of this racist term against gypsies? Oh, no, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, you know what? I only discovered recently that saying you got jipped out of something, that's racist. Mm. Because jipped. I thought it was just jipped. You got, you got ripped off. Yeah. But it's, you know, from gypsies. And are there even enough gypsies left to be upset about that? Oh, there's plenty of gypsies. Not to say that's there's a reason. There's plenty of gypsies over in Europe. Still? Yeah. Because <laughs> you think gypsies are like fucking like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, well, that's true. No, I just recently saw a documentary about, like, there was, like, a YouTube thing about, like, gypsy musicians recording in England. But they're not, like, you think about gypsies, like, they're fucking Curse of the Werewolf. So, yeah. Like, they're, they're caravans. No, they're, know, just, they're essentially just sla yeah. homeless Slovaks. Yeah. Slavs. <laughs> it's hard to say Slavs without calling them slobs. 
Anyway. Anyway, he, well, sw- he's, he there. switches the star around the king's neck with a whistle. And then they're like, the king don't know shit. No, yeah. And they're like, fucking peace out. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, we got this shit. Yeah. And the bird's like, oh. And they get away. And the bird's like, oh, sir, your royal star. They stole it. And he's like, don't be ridiculous. What do you think this is? And the bird blows it. Tweet. It's a whistle. And then he get mad. And you think they'd be in a hurry to live? Le- you think they'd be in a hurry to leave? But they're like, all right, let's let's get they on the bed. Very and, uh, like, sit down. Oh, get comfortable. Especially get comfortable. in order to leave, they don't have to do anything except just sit on the bed. And the fucking Jimmy the Jimmy the tits yeah. turns the fucking knob, and that's all they have to do. But yeah, they're just kind of like rawr, killing time. Rawr, lions running at them, and then boo ya boo 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 hop. And it turns him into a rabbit. Yeah. He hops away, but he's still got a lion tail. And it's so funny. Um, <laughs> but before they do that, he, she, uh, Mr. Brown takes the star from Angela Lansbury and is like, uh, I'll keep it. Women always lose things. Smooth moves, 1960s. I forgot about that. Smooth yeah. moves. Uh, so now they're home. And uh, he's like... I think we could all do with a cup of tea. Did I mention I'm so British? Oh, I'm so British. Let's get tea. Well, now that the cartoony part has ended, you have to like, you have, yep, yeah, yeah, you have to reacclimate everyone to the Britishness of all the characters. <laughs> uh, um, so she asks him to take off his shoes. He takes off his shoes. He's got holes in his socks, which I don't know what... They, like, they linger on the well, fact he's got kinda, holes in his socks. They just it's, don't want to drive home the fact that he's so... He's so... Like you said, he's borderline homeless. He's just like a... Yeah, he's just a schemer. He's just getting by. But the, she, she's like, all right, barely. give me the star. And he's like, oh, no, cartoon sparkles are flying out of my pocket. The star <laughs> has vanished. And she's like, oh, I should have known that you couldn't take an item from the other world into this world movie i have questions so that was another world but the book that azeroth wrote he went to that world presumably and he must have had the pictures they must have had the medallion before he went to that world because the book was real and he wrote about the medallion in his book yeah but when he went to the there, I mean, it turned into a cartoon he just traveled to the world and written the book when he got back home but he died there. They killed him. Oh, that's a good... That's a good... That's... <laughs> just broke this movie. I sure did. Because huh, I forgot it's actually written by Astaroth. If not, somebody else had written the book about Astaroth. Unless they did and they just forgot to mention it. Good point. <laughs> Touche. Um, maybe the ma- book is made out of some kind of transdimensional cloth. <laughs> Some kind of yeah. substance they found they'd actually. And, and um, why? So did that book only exist in our world? We could you take it to Toon Land? Why does Paul's book know everything about Toon Town? Did the author? Did Astaroth also write also write Paul's book? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just like whoever wrote that book knows something about that magic yeah. island they came from because they, so they, they 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 did a perfect yeah. recreation it's drawing weird. of so she the sits King's down metal. and is like yeah. fuck if only i had bothered to remember the words and P- paul is like i know the words miss price and his sister's like don't bother miss price she's thinking these kids are fucking idiots what is that about? paul's idiots. gonna save the day here uh uh Charlie... also, also again this is all in service of fucking 
It's Angela a waste Lansbury of time. Completing her mail order magic degree. This is the only stakes that's going on in this movie right now. <laughs> well, no, she wants to use the spell to help the war effort. But she doesn't know the Nazis are going to attack that night. You know, yeah. for, for for all she knows, that like especially this specific spell, what's it really supposed to do? She's going to defeat the Nazis with tap dancing shoes. She kind of <laughs> does, but like realistically, yeah. like yeah, what's her plan here? Charlie you know? and Mr. Brown are going to go to town to get something to eat. And maybe some sweet, sweet booze. I do like he's like, oh. Fucking get some booze in me, boy. Uh, And then... uh, Yeah, I like Mr. Brown. uh, Paul walks up and is like, I do know the word (laughs) Miss Price. But his sister drags him away. Wow. What an idiot. Really? I thought uh, it was more like immediate that he just ha- opens up the book no, and says, No, because it's the next day, the morning's talking about how Nazi invasion could happen at any time. So oh, be okay. prepared. And she's like, Oh, if only I remember those words. Again, and I guess Paul's they have like, to set up the stakes here because, like I said, the plot is pretty much over now at this point in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Paul's like, Why won't nobody ask me? And Charlie's like, Because Paul, you can't remember words like that. Eat a bag of dicks, Charlie. <laughs> Should just be like, Fuck you! I got the words right here in this what? book! Well, this is what he does. He's like, this is, this is here. He flops the book on the table and says, Motherfuckers, was I not kidding about Motherfuckers, this? Motherfuckers, we could have cut that ten minutes out of the movie because the spell's right That's here. That's the thing that kills me, but this plot point right here literally makes the, all the... every animated frame of this movie completely redundant. Yeah. Completely! Mm-hmm. No reason for it! <laughs> This movie could have been 45 minutes long. Yeah. With 30 of that being the Portobello Road sequence, yeah. but yeah. So he says the spell. And Angelina's like, oh my gosh, how do you know it? He's like, it's right here in my book. And they're like, oh, it was in the book the whole time. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. But she, she can't... This, she I, tries call to cast... this, I call this the Army of Darkness spell, because I misunderstood what it actually does. Yeah. She's got... uh, from, from seeing the thing... From the opening credits, I assume the spell would be resurrecting the dead. Mm, I don't know. Is it just a makes... thing in a Disney movie? Because that's that's isn't that what the Army of Darkness is in in, in the Bruce Campbell movie? Yeah. Not that I've ever seen the whole thing. Again, that's a future part of so, the party project. So, but, oh. I, but I was disappointed to find it just makes inanimate objects kind of yeah. appear as if they're possessed. They put his but shoes not... back on the ground. Yeah, and she tries to make them come to life, but they're like, "Eh, don't work." Try singing it. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. This has got to be the last musical number of the film, right? Or something like yeah. So now we get to watch a pair of shoes that are being very poorly poorly marionetted. Dance with Angela Lansbury, who isn't a very good dancer. Oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. She's dead. Leave her alone. Angela Lansbury's not dead. I know she's not dead, but just look. (laughs) She's put in the work. She's earned a a saintly retirement. She was young here. I know, yeah. Well, quote, unquote, young. young. Which is funny, because she's kind of like an old lady. She's not, like, elderly, but, like, it's funny to think that, like, even in, like, 1971, she was an old lady. I'm not saying she's a piece of shit. I'm saying she can't dance. You did say that she only gets by on farts. (laughs) No, but, like, I, I, I did say, you could tell, obviously, everything in this movie is just marionettes but for marionettes i think it's actually pretty good wire work mm. everything considered for the technology at the time uh not so much maybe the shoes but later when her whole wardrobe starts coming out yeah that stuff's all right it's i because in, in the past like uh in other movies where they've had to like possess clothes dancing around they'll just take like an empty shirt and just have it flying around yeah. they at least put like it's stuff inside the, so there's some kind of volume so yeah. it kind of looks like there's almost yeah, like her a... nightgown comes out and dances with mr brown and she's like hey 
that thing molests you, it's not because I want to. Yeah, isn't there like a joke in that in the movie where it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, they're like, oh no, yeah. I can't be responsible you for what it does. You can see ghost nipples through the yeah. nightshirt and Mr. Brown gets all turned on and passes out. And I do like the weird. part where the gloves just punch him in the face. <laughs> That's the good. shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, and again, there's no reason, but it's just kind of funny and stupid. And then Roddy McDowell comes out of nowhere. Again, and just then, to show up, just kind of look around his, and go. His hat flies off. Her nightgown flies on top of him. He puts his hat back on, and he <laughs> and leaves. leaves. I thought, that's it. I want to know how much he got paid for his, what, 50 seconds of screen time he in this movie? He must have had some kind of blackmail shit on somebody who worked on the movie, and said, so, you know what? Third I, build in like third 50 build. seconds. Uh, granted, there's only four characters in the whole movie, so there's not really. I mean, I don't know who else you would have take his place in the, the movie. Kids? Unless the kids. Well, <laughs> which kid? You, you want to give Charlie third billing? No, I don't want to give Charlie third billing. That's what I'm saying. I want to push Charlie off a cliff. But Paula or the girl could have done it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess the, the girl was the only one who actually had a career after this, too. But, but we'll Angela Lansbury, she bumped because she's not as good at the spell as she could be. Uh, so Brown juggles apples at dinner, then steps on that poor, poor cat. He drops the apples, and he, everybody laughs at him because a bunch of gravy or poop goes splattering on his face. I don't know. Could be gravy, this could be poop. Is, this is the part of the movie where my note is, I kind of broke this a little bit already, but yeah, if I didn't already know how the movie ends because of the opening credits, <laughs> I'd be wondering why it isn't ending now, since the only real plot thrust of this film was Langela Lansbury looking for that last spell, and now she has it. She's yeah. not very good with it, but like, okay, why, why, what's going on? Especially now, it like, turns on this whole joke about gravy on the dude's face, and it's just kind of like, <laughs> but, But yeah. the doorbell rings, and it's the lady from the first part of the movie being like, hey, yo, I found a farm, they'll take the kids off your hands. They got lots of things. Perfect place Weirdly for enough, kids. it's an actual kid farm where kids are milked <laughs> yeah. and forced to lay eggs. And then, uh, Paul's like, shit's changed, Joe. We got a dad now. And oh, like, yeah, I forgot they actually <laughs> do say that. Does Mr. Banks go, wait, 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 wait. This is your big little presumptuous here, motherfucker. I've known you for a day and a half. <laughs> half of that day was spent on a fucking magical animated island. Who's the fucking dad? Uh, what? Hey, I guess we could force Miss Price and this old dude to be together. Sure, why yeah, not? Sure, Don't be our yeah. parents Legally now. binding. It's part of the war uh, laws. And she'll, yeah. So the old lady will let them talk it over, and she'll come back in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, um... So I'm your new father, huh? Oh, look at the time! Leaves. I gotta go to London! <laughs> I have to go sleep at the train station because I would rather be there than anywhere else. <laughs> Fuck this place. I'm gonna sleep in the cold. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't jump headfirst out the window. I'm surprised he doesn't run through the wall and leave like a Roger Rabbit-style <laughs> silhouette of himself through the wall. Just... Yeah. I just, he's, probably, like I said, he's practically homeless. How's he gonna take care of these fucking kids? And... Yeah, everybody's yeah. gonna miss everyone. He he's should be like, like, have you seen my Socks. How am I going to take care of these kids? He's saying goodbye to the kids, and he's like, "Goodbye, Carrie." Oh, her name is Carrie. <laughs> this is the Poor first Carrie. time in this movie where oh I found out what her name was. Do they? Man, I don't. They must have said her name earlier, but yeah. yeah. He says Jesus. goodbye to uh, Carrie, Lance. Paul, and Charlie. What's Charlie, yeah. He says goodbye to Angela Lansbury, kisses her hand, and she's like, "Yeah," gives it again. But then he leaves. I am your queen, Nazis. Dun dun dun, yeah. And we get to see an old dude get murdered. That's all right! Because that's how many of my shit be the end, be like. Cooking at his campfire, and then two hands come out of nowhere and grab him. He gets flat out 
fucking killed. Because yeah, yeah. I thought at the end you might find him that he's just tied up or something like that. No, that dude bites it for yeah. this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a rare Disney movie with a legitimate body count. Yeah. yeah. Even Mary Poppins, they don't murder the fucking homeless lady feeding the birds. Yeah, Angel Lansbury puts the cat outside and sees some Nazis. And is like, oh, fuck. They chase her inside. And she's trying to get on the phone, being like, "Hey, yo, hey, shit's going on." But they cut the wires. They come in, blah, 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 germ, bust in, and are like, "Just gently take the phone away from you." Here yeah, I know. Yeah, that is very. Yeah. yeah, for Nazis, these guys are pretty uh... Disney Disneyfied. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever see uh, Glorious Bastards? No. The Glorious Bastards kind of starts off the way this movie ends. At this point, you would think it should be fucking Hans Landa showing up, like with his fucking Sherlock pipe, like threatening to murder everybody, but. No, these Nazis are just kind of affable. Also, they're not. It's not an actual invasion, too. Yeah. I like how they very specifically. This is just a weird show of force, but yeah. not an actual it's invasion. It's just to let everybody know we can we land can wherever we, we can want. Fuck you guys. Up. We're not gonna time. fuck you guys shit up today, but we just want to show up and say, "Hey, uh, we just want to <laughs> grab a titty and run." <laughs> it's just, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, we just okay. want to flop our dick on the table. <laughs> really? That's a leave, ra- leave rub a, in the mashed potatoes <laughs> and then go back leave home. Leave a mushroom print in your butter and, and leave. <laughs> Thanks, Nazis, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see Hitler signing off, okay, Operation Dick Butter is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, that's the best phrase I've heard all day. Operation Dick Butter. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean what, that's their only goal here, and they've done it, yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. So, uh, Mr. Brown goes to the train station, but they're not going to be a train until London until the morning. So he's like, eh, I'll just Again, sleep here. Again, instead of walking the 50 feet back to sleep in a warm bed, he's like, I'd rather sleep out in the cold than ever suggest myself to these people again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, so we go back to inside, and there's a German, like, officer. And I was like, man, this dude's doing a fucking terrible German accent. But apparently he's actually German. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, if you were an actor who spoke German... Pretty much for like forty years after World War Two, I think your only real job in any kind of like Western <laughs> oh, produced film Nazi, is going to yeah. be a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, they t- give the outline. Hey, yo, we're just showing up here for Operation Dick Butter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you better not- we're going to put you somewhere where you won't bother us. So she was going to turn him into a rabbit, and it's all bibidis, cabidis, or whatever. Bibidi bobbidi boo. But yeah. she forgot a word. She forgot the word hoppity in the spell, which is obviously going to be the next word because it's what it rhymes with and it turns people into rabbits. Is that actually what that is? Probably. Okay. I'm assuming so because she says like hibitus, hobbitus, yeah. or whatever. Equius, pulsats, magistra. Yeah. That means the horse punches the teacher. Oh! <laughs> That's my magic spell. <laughs> Great. Uh. Uh, Brown wakes up and hallucinates. Angela Lansbury walking down the train track. Uh, yeah, watching this in like, like a gold corset with a top hat and one hat, flowers in the other, and she's like balancing down the railroad on the track. one rail. Yeah, singing and it's one... a song, and he's like, "Oh god!" It's like yeah. someone just wanted to put Angela Lansbury into a tight little like sequins bathing suit. Yeah, and just just like trust us, this is really essential to the film. I just want to jerk it so sweetly. Yeah. Thanks, Disney. This won't be haunting my dreams at all. Yeah, and she's got, like, a feathered headdress and everything. She looks <laughs> like a Vegas showgirl, yeah. and it's just kind of like... And so, it, does he turn the tide of everything but just because... He got boner power. He got boner powers at the, at the train station. Yep. It's, I, 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 this, does he leave as... Does he well, just wake well, up? Well, he wakes up, and he's like, oh, there she is. 
And he hears the Nazis snapping oh, the yeah, phone lines. Oh, yeah, they're snapping the phone and like, lines. And he, he, he starts to run away, but the Nazis chase him. And then this old, frail man beats up two Nazis and goes up to the house. He really does. Like, yeah, like they, they chase him back to the train station, but he closes the door, but then he opens it and just kind of punches both guys at once. It's very... And rather than go for help and be like, hey, yo, the Nazis are invading, he's like, oh, I gotta go to the house where Lansbury and the kids are. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Um, So... He goes to the house, cat meows, and he fucking grabs the poor cat's face and is trying to squeeze it close. I'm it again just to see if maybe at least it's a fake cat, but no, he just grabs that very real cat and just kind of like, oh my, you don't treat him. They're so mean to this poor cat. Yeah, this is no fun. Also, why do all the Germans have greasy faces? I guess maybe it shows them they're kind of freaked out and perspiring and kind of like panicking a little no, bit. No, but... it's black grease smeared on their faces. Oh, it's actual black grease. I think yeah. they're like oily. No. Um, They're all greasy-fied. They love eating out car pussy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those improv classes you're taking are really paying off. <laughs> I keep on watching who's it anyway and it does not rub off. No, it's um... Yeah, no. I guess there must be a deleted scene where they were like climbing... Like, maybe beneath cars or, like, through a know. tunnel or something like but that. But they're all greasy, except for the that. general. Mm. But anyway, he goes to where her spells are. Nazis hear the cats and camouflage makeup, that's what that's supposed to be. Nazis chase him through the house, uh, but he goes in where her spells are. And, uh... Oh, that's Finds right. the spells on the table, and, uh... He goes, confound it, when will women learn to file things? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Casual sexism. <laughs> Germans yeah. try to break down the door. He goes to a mirror, turns himself into a rabbit, scampers away. Very slowly um, to a rabbit, too. It takes a little while. And these are, like, yeah, so, uh, they're very whimsical Nazis, because they're like, oh, they're taking Andrew Lansbury and the kids to the museum to put them in. Even though, like, they haven't secured the town, any townsperson could be walking around right now and be like, fucking Nazis! And there's no excuse as to why they're taking them to the museum of all places. Yeah. Like, why not shoot the kids? Yeah. Put a silencer on your gun and just, like... Uh, I guess maybe that's a little bit too much for their little dick butter show force here, but ah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, they're like, hey, uh, uh, the commander says that a woman is a nuisance and she becomes an even bigger nuisance if you let her be a nuisance or some shit. I don't know. But they lock them up. Some utterances. They yeah. lock them up in the museum. Uh, and now she's gonna cast a spell to bring all the armor inside the museum to life. Slightly before that, yeah, Mr. Brown comes hopping in through the window and hops up on her lap. And she's like, "If you're Mr. Oh, yeah, Brown, he hops through the bars. get off my lap. Oh, they're trying to squeeze the little kid through the bars, yeah. and they almost break him. And they realize <laughs> maybe that's not the best idea. But yeah, he comes in. Yeah, he yeah. Does he let them out? I can't remember. No, my uh, only notes, real notes of the film, were left are just about the magic use later. But yeah, uh, she gone. They're gonna. She cast a spell, bring the arm to life. Also, she has a broom now again. Yeah, well, I guess um, maybe there was just a broom laying around in the castle, and I guess. everything starts, boop, 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 drums play, trumpets blow. Yeah. And the Nazi outside guarding the door, just out in the open where everybody can see him. It's like, what the fuck? And opens the door and just gets punched yeah, in the face so by Yeah, it's so weird how they treat the castle armor. like it's a German encampment now, even though it's not, yeah. Yeah. But this is the, yeah, the army darkness part of the movie really starts to kick in. Yeah. Which, again, is still a little creepy, even though it's not ghosts, but, yeah. yeah. Uh... It is intimidating. It is fucked up. 
Yeah, the Nazi general is looking through binoculars. Especially a, that sees, thing. Sees, that one shot where yeah. you get to see it's... Uh, I like for the rest of the sequence, it's like maybe a dozen dudes in a, a dozen fake uh, suits of armor. But that one shot makes it look like there's like thousands yeah. of ghost soldiers on, on the fucking horizon, yeah. which looks really cool. But now the general sees lights. a bunch of floating flags and shakes his binoculars. That's not how that works. That's the joke! Because <laughs> he think he cannot believe his eye. Then he sees armor with nobody in it, and he's like, it must be some sort of trick. And another Nazi officer is like, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good trick. Almost as good as spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> she's flying in the Whoa. sky. Just out in the open where people could shoot her. Which if... does not become a thing until the end of, like, yeah, later. But she's just walking, like, flying around, like, directing the army. I mean, it's, it, I mean, this is the picture you One see One of the guys the is the like, it's a credits. witch, sir. And he's like, don't be a fool. There's no such thing as a witch. Floating armor with nobody inside? Sure. Yeah. But witches? You, you no. think at this point your criteria for what's real and what's not, what's possible or not, it would be shifting a little yeah. bit right now. But yeah. Then the armor walks across um, a foggy, obvious set. I do like how set. she's dressed because she's got like a little World War One helmet and she's got the British flag off the tail. Yeah. And if her broomstick cracks me up. Harry Potter should have been more like this shit because that's fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I think it's funny. I love uh, it. It's good times. And this armor can't be and killed. The... the the Germans yell in German, and then the armor starts, like, Gregorian chanting at them. Yeah, that's the weird thing. That's the thing. That's what I I, I thought it was going to be ghost. And even then, I kind of act a little ghostly because the the, the, the the suits of armor can do some kind of chanting, making sounds stuff. Yeah. And even, like, the, the personalities of the separate... Like, there's, like, a, a fucking Three Musketeers fucking suit of armor that's kind of, like, doing stuff. And, yeah, it's it's it's... It's, it, it, it's the technology is pretty good too. The special, yeah, like I said, bad. the wire work for what they're doing is especially with the sheer number of suits of armor that they're flying around with. It looks pretty good though. The Nazis shoot at them, but the bullets they do nothing. Yeah. so they run away to the point that since suits of armors, their helmets or their boots will fill up with bullets, so they'll just take oh, off they the armor love and that. Out. They love they that. They repeat a couple, yeah. yeah, a couple too many times. Oh, the joke's so good. We gotta do it. Look, the bu- the armor's full of bullets and it's oh, uncomfortable, so it dumps it out. So we have to sit there for five minutes while this, <laughs> like marionetted suit of armor takes off its boot, lifts it up, turns it upside down. Yeah. All the World War One old dudes are running towards the gunfire. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. They finally hear that stuff stuff's going on, so they're coming in. A lot less too. murder than there should be in this scene. Yeah, lots of slapping on the asses of, with sword flat parts of swords and stuff. But, yeah. Um. The 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 suits of armor are essentially just giving the Nazis a strong talking to, yeah. rather than actually like fighting them. Yeah. So they finally. Yeah, start, you think those motherfuckers should be getting impaled? They finally start shooting at, at Angela Lansbury in disguise, but then a giant fat axe-wielding piece of armor, chops that gun in half, and they yeah. all just run away. Uh, she taunts them and being like, nyeh, 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 nyeh. so they blow up her shed and all their ammunition, basically, uh, which sends her flying through the air, and all the armor... <laughs> she turns, and, like, turns into a great doll, like gets yeah. te- ass over tea kettle over the roof of her own house. Everything deflates. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Really, they have the sound effect of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they run up and find her in a bush and are like, "Miss Price, we thought they damaged you." And the old dudes show up and shoot at the Nazis as they're retreating for all of twelve seconds, and then they're like, "All right, all right, all right." Yeah, I think they learned their lesson. No, they're Nazis. Shoot them till they're dead. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> Make them. Don't let them escape and tell them what you're like. What they're. Well, I guess at this point, that's actually pretty good word of mouth if you want them to escape and say, 
Uh, you know, England's protected by witches and ghost <laughs> armies. That's pretty good. I mean, there's no one will ever believe them, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, they blew up her room with all her spells in it. It's all gone. Um, which is impressive, because it was a very large explosion, but there's no fire There's anywhere. nothing, yeah. Uh, and then she's like, I realized I was never going to be cut out for being a witch. I realized that the day my poison dragon lizard showed up, I realized anybody who felt how I did about poison dragon lizard's breath or whatever it was has no business being a witch. So that means she just doesn't what? like the taste? Does she not agree with the politics of poisoning dragons and or their livers? Yeah. It's a little vague as to what she's what? saying. Because it's like it's, it's especially since the whole movie How do you feel about dragons? Up until the last five minutes is liver. on her just wanting to finish her magic course. And now she's like, oh, I don't want to be a witch anyway. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of also, this movie? She didn't memorize any spells, apparently. No, Because yeah. she's like, all the spells with the papers on them, I guess I'll never cast a spell again. I think she again. was secretly, her heart was never really into it. She, this is just a dalliance. Mm. Yeah, the sequel to Bed Knobs and Broomsticks would have hurt, been about her just, like, learning to, like, uh, airsoft. At least, at least she can now stop working at the strip club to play her, pay her way through wizarding school. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, actually, it turns out Algita, or whatever the fuck her name is, is actually her stage name. She just, like, it, it actually, it is just a bunch of rambled, uh, scrabble yeah. letters. Just, so, yeah. then it's later. And we see later. That every, oh, yeah. Everybody's still together. And Mr. Brown is this like, is I'm going off to war. During the funeral for that one soldier who gave his life to protect England. <laughs> they took the clothes off of him and gave them to Mr. John Brown. Yeah, they sent He's like, oh, the, the joining the army is safer than being here. What? Okay, but again, anything joins... to not have to be a parent to these kids. <laughs> and yeah, he, yeah. He joins the old men in World War One fatigues. He uh, yeah. So he gives Lansbury a kiss, and, I then, think... and then they goes to patrol the town. I guess. Yeah. What a hero. The end. They all wave goodbye to him, and they're like, oh, I guess that's it. Ain't gonna have no more fun no more. Him and Paul's like, I still got this, don't I? And pulls out a huge bag of cocaine and all fucking just <laughs> put it on the glass and lines and lines. Oh, and like, man. party! <laughs> the Duh, freeze eh. frame, the end. Duh, uh, eh. No wonder the Brits needed our help to win the war if they were sending off, like, a 60-year-old <laughs> yeah. fucking homeless men to, like, fucking fight the war. This movie oh, gets man. two shoulder shrugs up from me. <laughs> for someone who, like I said, for someone who always mixed this up with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and the little bits of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang I had seen were fucking garbage. Uh, I've still never seen the whole ver- oh, the the whole cut of that movie. It's got it's some actually, good songs. And in again, it. knowing the, the songs in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang are way really? better than this. I know yeah. there's the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love yeah. you. Uh, uh, I mean that's kind of uh, catchy. The, but uh, man, fuck a fuck a car. <laughs> Not that the bed's That's the plot better. of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Fuck a car. Fuck a car. The bed ain't no DeLorean. The bed ain't no fucking Batmobile. There's a reason when people talk about like famous vehicles from film, they don't talk about fucking... You're right, Bill. <laughs> Modern day cars are a lot cooler than a bed. But Ian, with the teleporting Why bed! Why is anybody talking you about a flying a bed flying when they talk bed about... Be so cool, much cooler! Cool. If it was a race car bed? <laughs> it's a fucking Velocity <laughs> bed. <laughs> Well, how's I dad's live in bed? a race car bed. <laughs> I live in a big bed with my wife. Poor Milhouse. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. No, this is this is actually way better than I thought it was going to be, though. I still had, especially for someone who, like I said, I have such a diehard love of Mary Poppins that knowing this is kind of like the Disney-less, like, wannabe knockoff to that. This is actually really good. Mm. Angela Lansbury is great. I love that her character, instead of being... She's kind of like, a little bit like how I was saying that fucking, uh... Fucking Professor Brown is kind of the opposite of Dick Van Dyke, where he has no magic. I like the fact that, uh... Angela Lansbury, instead of being this, like, almost, like, demigod entertaining these kids, she's, like, this kind of, like, kind of a normal person trying to be magic but fucking it up. Yeah. And just also Angela Lansbury, her whole character is completely different than like, Julie Andrews' kind of, like, haughty, kind of, like, How would you have felt about this movie if Julie Andrews was in it? Oh, which supposedly, I guess she was, like, they asked her to be, and then she said no, but then she reconsidered at the last second, yeah. but then they had hired Angela Lansbury. I think this is better with Angela Lansbury, because, mm-hmm. like I said, her whole personality, it's a different movie, because it's, I mean, everything else aside, but Angela Lansbury, her character, like, her personality just, like, feeds into the rest of the movie so much, it's, I like it, it's it's a good thing, I'm glad yeah. they didn't just try to redo the whole, yeah, yeah Julie Andrews would have, uh, would have invited too many direct comparisons to Mary, uh, Mary Poppins, even though I can't shut up the, about Mary it's Poppins, true, even more, like, yeah, but that's only because I've, I'm fucking retarded for a Mary Poppins, but mm-hmm. no, it's actually, I like, the songs are forgettable, and there's a whole third of the movie I could just completely do without, but aside from that, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not that bad. Mm. Good songs by the Sherman Brothers, great matte paintings by uh, Peter Allen Shell. Uh, essentially the same creative team, the same director. Shitty, shitty kids. Fucking, I love the kids. I'm You're down with the kids. Weirdo. You're a fucking weirdo. I think the kids, the kids crack me up. I can do without the little, I don't know, the, you can the, do the, little, the little kid. Is uh, kinda like Charlie inert. needs to fucking jump off a cliff. I like, because in Disney movies, you don't get, usually get kids. How, what's There's the, a reason for that. What's the kid like in, Mar- in Pete's Dragon? Pete's Dragon? He's... That's what I'm saying. Fine. At least these kids have a personality. He's not a personality. He's sad. <laughs> that's, that's not a personality. That's he's sad. That's an his, emotional problem. He, 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 he watches a dragon eat people and says, good, good. <laughs> I, man, I've not seen Pete's Dragon since, like, it was still relatively new. Yeah. God, you said Pete's Dragon's one of your favorites, right? I like the music from it. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. Oh, okay, I, you haven't seen. The I was new one? scared of the the bad guys in it when I was a very Who are the bad guys. Are they sailors? Wee wee kid. So no, it's Rooney? the Boglins. Boglins. No, Boglins. That's the little yeah. That's thing. that's Jim Sterling's uh, puppets. Yeah. No, they're the people at the swamp people. I had a Boglin. Oh really? Oh, I was glad I'm not a Boglin. That's a it's a little like Jim Henson hand puppet. I know. Kids. Yeah. I want a boggling. The eyes moved instead of the whole inner mechanism. Mm-hmm. They were really cool. I yeah. always wanted one. <sighs> yeah. Well, oh, well. I don't know what to get for next Christmas. <laughs> a boggling. An old um, ratty ass sticky boggling. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, our notes for this movie. Uh, Jesus Christ, the original writing time for this flick was almost three hours. Uh, I guess after the film's premiere, the movie was heavily edited, removing three songs and shortening the Portobello Road number by six minutes. Um, Seems like Disney was hoping this would be their next prestige picture, like Mary Poppins, but they missed the mark by quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. And so they went back and said, oh yeah, this is, people don't like this, we need to chop it down and kind of make it faster moving, so. Mm. I can't imagine, because like I said, there's barely any plot in this movie. You can't imagine what a movie... Like if you had an extra hour to this movie, what the fuck was that? Was did the, I can't imagine it was all animation. So like I don't even know yeah. what like you would fill that extra hour with. I don't um, know. Fucking crazy. On the flip side, Roddy, it was all Roddy McDowell scenes. <laughs> and 
exactly. Yeah, he was actually. He had a huge plot, subplot in this movie that they just were like, fuck. He it. was actually working with the Nazis, so when he's looking, when he shows up in his two scenes <laughs> to kind of check out the situation, he's actually reporting back to the Nazis when yeah. he rides back on his bike. Uh, on the flip side, when the film was re released in 1979, it was slashed down to just 96 minutes, with all the songs aside from Portobello Road and the Briny Sea number cuts. Wow. Which. Yeah, cut that and all the animation out. You're, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, Mary Norton, the author who wrote The Magic Bed Knob or How to Become a Witch in Ten Easy Lessons. <laughs> That's also. The Magic Bed Knob is also my favorite porn movie. Little, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Although are, the work they did in The Magic Bed Knob 3 through 6 was better. <laughs> magic Bed Knob. <laughs> I didn't realize bed knobs are really, I guess, a kind of a thing. I mean, we don't live in a world anymore that really does the whole, like, beds with, yeah. like, posters and. Like, you know, the fucking knobs on top, but yeah. Uh, she also wrote uh, Bonfires and Broomsticks. Uh, that author is also more famous for creating the Borrower's books. Oh, okay. Uh, upon which the Littles and the Borrower Arietti were both based. Hmm. So, did you ever see the Littles? No. The Littles were the shit. They were a good-ass anime cartoon that mm. aired on, like, ABC in, like, 1980. That shit was... <laughs> um... This is the last Disney-branded film to win an Oscar for Best Visual Effects until The Little Mermaid in 1989. Hmm. There you go. And this was the last acting gig for the two brothers. Charlie wound up as a train conductor while the younger one founded a software company. Which, hmm. that's very... Which, I guess he would have been, like, 20 years old, right around the early 80s. Yeah. About the time people started doing, like, their own, like, little software companies. Uh, I couldn't find out which software company, so I guess maybe didn't do that well. Yeah. But that's kind of interesting. That's weird to think that this Disney movie was was made late enough that, so, like, a kid star could end up being a software mogul. I have to make a decision here. I think I've, I've made it a while ago. It used to be. Yeah. You'd watch a movie, and I would research the facts for you. But you just do them all. <laughs> That's right. You always well, are did like, you do research? here's some trivia. No, because I knew you would. <laughs> okay. I yeah. read a little bit, just in case, but I, th- I feel like you enjoy the research behind all the trivia and weird oh, yeah, you shit know more me. than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, you drive down here to record, so I make up for it by doing all the research. Yeah, I don't I'm... know when I flipped, because at least for half the year we were doing this, you yeah. were doing research yeah. for my movies. Yeah, I think it was... Oh, only... that's... I didn't when even think s- about it. When how. you did stuff you liked, you did, were like, I gotta find out more about this. Yeah, and I think... And then, then I just, just kind of carried over a week. If I have it, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. It just Less mean, work for me. I just cut and paste in Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, IMDB. Yeah. Uh, but the sister, uh, she wound up being on EastEnders, the, the, the long-running BBC... I think it's BBC. At least some... One of the channels in Britain. It's a uh, long-running uh, soap opera. She was a big part of that for a long time. So she actually, yeah, continued on with mm. a uh, an acting career until I think she became a psychiatrist later. So she wasn't, she didn't stay an actor forever, but for at least a good twenty years after this, she was an actress. Uh, which I guess she's she's good in this film. I like I said, I think all the kids are actually pretty good. Kind of bummed that Charlie just wound up becoming a train conductor, an engine driver. Yeah, what kind of a life? What kind of way he's on, oh. living on the rails? I can't believe that guy got a job and had a regular <laughs> life. What an asshole. That motherfucker. But yeah, he could have been ruined like all other children actors. Thank you, Jonathan Mitchell slash Jerkface Killer, for bringing uh, this movie to our attention. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. It's actually pretty good. I actually had a good time with this. Um, uh, my ex-Boy uh, Howdy podcast co-host. Uh, this is one of her favorite Disney films. And uh, so at least now I can be conversational in this film with her and be like, hey, Annie Maloney. <laughs> that, so, car, that animated shit, bullshit. <laughs> so that scene when they're in the fucking water. Yeah, that was 
bullshit. <laughs> so that's soccer shit. Yeah. Well, she's also a huge Robin Hood fan, so I'm, yeah, I'm assuming half of it is also watching this movie. She goes, oh, this is almost just like Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's Ben Dawson Broomsticks. Angela Lansbury, always great to see her in something new. Mm. Nice to see Mr. Banks from Mary Poppins in you, something we new. We need to do uh, National Velvet for you. The hell is National Velvet? That's uh, is she Elizabeth naked? Taylor. No, I want to watch of Elizabeth Taylor. A Elizabeth Taylor movie. I saw her about... in a Michael Jackson video once. <laughs> what did I need to see a movie about it? <laughs> her head pops up in the Leave Her Alone video. I Leave saw. Me alone. I saw her a photo of her head once. I don't want to see a movie with her. But it's Why? got like a sixteen-year-old Angela Lansbury in it. Uh, is that good or bad? It's Angela. It's a young Angela Lansbury. Are you saying she's attractive and that's what I want? Uh, or no, just because I'm not it's saying Angela that. Saying because it's Angela well, Lansbury. You're just saying that salaciously because that's like uh, she's sixteen and no, she's beautiful and she's. Mine. I'm saying it because it would weird you <laughs> out. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's slightly alarming. Um, why would that weird me out? I want to fuck the kids from Ben Dawson Broomsticks. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I said it I'm out loud and I'm proud. Oh, said I it. will have sex with all three children. <laughs> He's sending them all out loud. <laughs> what was Mr. Banks thinking about? Running away from all those young no, people's genitals? We're, oh, what are we doing next week? I forgot. What are we? Oh, Jesus. We're gonna do we're gonna talk about another movie we're talk about, about sex the mul- with children. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon. There's not even a joke to be had there about that because there's really not even any kids in that movie. You can't even look at it. But it, it, it'll, oh, it'll open up at least one person to go, What? Oh my god. There's what? Even <laughs> if there was a midget and you could joke that like the midget could be confused for a child or something like that. I didn't that. have a good segue. Shut up. Man, did you ever see Carrie Fisher was in a movie about a whole bunch of midgets? She was like, It's it's called like the Yellow Brick Road or something like that. She's in a movie about that's supposed to be a movie about the midgets. The dwarves, the little people okay. who played the Munchkins. <laughs> yeah, and it's what uh, the what, uh, Wizard of Oz. I can't remember. I just forgot the name of the Wizard of Oz. I wanted to call it the Wonderful Wizard of Oz for mm-hmm. a second, but what the hell am I talking about? Anyway, next week is the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon, the nineteen forty one immortal hit starring Humphrey Bogart, Peter Lorre, and Sidney Greenstreet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mary Pickford, not Mary Pickford, Mary Astor. I guess she's famous too. Oh. I guess we'll talk about it next week, though. Yes. Huh? Shoulder shrug? Brr. 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 He's a mutter on Twitter, the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter, TardyPodcast.com. Share us with your friends and enemies. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, this episode was brought to you by a listener suggestion. So if you listening, uh, if you've got a movie that you'd like us to talk about that you don't think we either of us have seen, uh, let us know and we'll try to tackle it sometime. He has got big holes in his history. Oh, I got big floppy holes. I got big, big, big holes. I got big, 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 big holes. But next time we're gonna fill that hole with the Maltese Falcon. Yes, it's very heavy. Oh, it's forty pounds of lead we're shoving into that hole. <laughs> better get a tight, snappier hole if you want this yeah. to, to not fall apart at the last second. So, yep. So okay. we'll fill a hole with that next time. Love you. Until next time, you fill your holes with pop culture. So long, everyone. <laughs> Take care, guys.